with our co-host with the most sadness in the world between the two of us. We got depression. <laughs> Hardcore. I'm so, de- I'm so depressed. I'm going to dip my balls in some Thousand Island dressing. What reference I'm is so that from? That I'm going to rob my mother and use that money to buy an old Chevy. This is Philadelphia? It's always sunny in no. Philadelphia? No. Uh, Zach Scott, or Zach Fox, he's a comedian. Yes. Um, he did this He did this song, like this freestyle. Uh-huh. So I guess there's this producer that brings people in to do like freestyles. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he brings in this what? comedian, Zach Fox, my and he does one that's called I Got Depression. Mm-hmm. And um, the song is hilarious. Like it, it starts off. He starts off. Jesus is the one. Um, R.I.P. Betty White. She ain't dead yet, but for when she dead. Oh um, boy! And then he's all, he's all, the first line of the song is, uh, "If you're not a Christian, I'ma stab you in the face. <laughs> if you ain't about Jesus, I'ma hit you with this K." Well, that's one way to start is, our episode tribute to Jason Blundell. The hook is him saying some ridiculous thing he's gonna do, uh-huh. and then say, "Because I got depression." <laughs> um, he's like, I'm gonna stick my dick in, in some Thousand Island dressing because I got depression. Well, uh, I, I, classic I, song, and also what's amazing is like this DJ. This is his biggest hit, so he's kind of salty. He's like, All right, my, <laughs> my 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 most popular song ever is just a meme. That hurts. But it's a lyric. I'll send it to you. Yes, please do. So this week we are covering the departure of Jason Blundell. I'll read you the official statement after we do all of our announcements. It is a, it's a moment in time. The next chapter in zombies is happening and that is going to hit us. Do you have any announcements before we jump into it, John? Anything going on on your front? Uh, Patreon announcements. Yes. All right. Then hit up the Patreon announcements. Uh, let me quickly get something because I forgot to get it. No problem. Um, my announcements are uh, we are doing well. Please check out. I did a at the end of every month. I do a video game review. So if you want content other than zombies, I have a Kingdom Hearts Remind v- review that went up. All three of us worked on it editor wise. It's a really solid review. Please go check it out and support those videos. We have channel memberships. As you can see, Jack Powell in chat right now uh, has the emblem, and you have all kinds of special emotes you can get. So consider supporting the membership. Helps the podcast. Helps the channel. Uh, Posters are still available at RadRendering.com if you want to pick up Ether posters. And I believe our videos are still coming out. The latest mainframe episode came out every this past Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every Friday, a new one comes out. We just finished our Ancient Evil runs. You're actually seeing one of the successful sub-hour runs right now for the gameplay, thanks to Newbie, who I believe might be in chat right now as well. So big thanks to him for helping me out to get under an hour. But every Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I have a new stream. We're doing Der Eisendrock. Easter egg speed runs this Thursday, the following Thursday, and probably the next Thursday. I believe that's all the updates for our content so far. So what do you got for Patreon, John? Okay. So as you know, yes. last week we um last week we kind of relaunched the Patreon and I kinda accidentally nuked the Patreon by deleting mm-hmm. everyone's patronage. He did. Um my bad. <laughs> uh these things happen. No, uh so so we're trying to slowly build our membership base. If you don't know, we relaunched the Patreon. You can check it out. Patreon.com slash Zombros podcast. It's in the description. The Big time. It's in the description. 
we've simplified it. We had like four different tiers, and there was different stuff in different tiers. Now we just made it two tiers. There's um, prim there's Ultimus and Premise. Mm -hmm. Ultimus just gives you standard membership access to the Discord and stuff like that. If you want to become a Premise member, that's when you get all the awesome perks, things like bonus shows, recordings of us doing custom maps, um, so forth, uh, topic time. We're doing now like Zombros polls and stuff like that. Um, discounts on all future merch. A bunch of really cool stuff. Um, so that's a thing. You can check that out. A link in the description. Uh, we appreciate it. It's a great way to support the podcast. This will be the first show where we're actually going to start like charging people per episode now. Yep. Um, so just a heads up for patrons. So like after the show goes live, there will be a post on the Patreon in regards to this show. Um, you guys will see that. But one of the things we're doing now to kind of help like build back up that base is we're going to start like giving back to you guys the patrons mm -hmm. so i've had these actually like sitting around for a while and mm -hmm. i figure why don't we just give them to the patrons sure um these are like light up you can kind of see the light kind of changing Ooh. switching it to, to red right now these are like light up almost holic being weird uh oh one. yeah yeah wait i'm in the wrong mode uh yeah it seems like it's cycling these are like light up, almost holo like holographic, um, or that's kind of what it's going. That's what the effect is going. Yeah, for. it's glass, and it looks like it has the uh, etching on it. Well, there is terminology for that type of process where you engrave on on glass. I'll turn off the light so it looks better. But um, oh, look at that! Put it behind my shirt, or and it's it's coming. I think it's coming up fine on my end, at least through. Uh, okay, I'm trying to find like the right angle. Oh, go up a little uh, higher. Yeah, right there, right there, right there. Right there. Look yeah, at that. So this one is this one is Juggernog. Um, you can change the color and stuff. So I think I have like a PhD one, or no, I have Double Tap and I have Speed Cold and I have Jug. I've had these just like sitting around for like a while. Mm -hmm. I figure why don't we just give them to the patrons? So what we're gonna start doing is probably on the show once a week we're just gonna do like a little Patreon give back, like old merch, old cool zombie shit that we've just had hanging around. We're gonna give back to the Patreon. So we have three of these that I'm going to give away to different patrons throughout the week. Mm -hmm. um if you guys want that check out the patreon a link is in the description um what's cool so it's like there's a double tap one so if you had like the double tap one what you do is just make it orange uh oh my god that's awesome the led there and also like changes color so you 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 adjust the color depending on which perk you have mm -hmm. um this is battery or usb powered so you can actually just these are really cool perk decorations like if you get like a couple of these in a row you can have like a nice yeah like, put in your background effect. Have that cool um, setup. So these are really cool. Uh, this is purple right now for PhD. It's kind of hard to see in the light. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's something we're just going to be giving back to the patrons. The link is in the description. Um, if you want to check out the Patreon, we really support it. It's how we're going to be able to continue doing the show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thank you to those who have already supported us. We're trying to slowly Seriously. build back up our membership base after I nuke the Patreon. You, every one of you watching in the live streams, even if you can't contribute money, uh, you're the reason this is the longest running Call of Duty Zombies podcast. I believe Call of Duty podcast online. So thank you for continuing to support us any shape, way, or form you can. And we sincerely appreciate it. And not all has to be monetary, though we appreciate that. And that's the easiest way to help. But uh, another example is Stefan. Uh, he couldn't afford anything. He's one of my artists now that I regularly hire him for new commissions and new artwork. And he offered, hey, I have a talent. Uh, could I help out Zombros in some way to design a poster? And he's helped me and the show leaps and bounds thanks to his contributions for just being like, I want to help out because I like the show. 
So big shout outs to Stefan and all of you that have helped keep this show afloat. Yeah, so check that out. Patreon link in the description. We really appreciate it. All um, right, let's talk so about you, our boy. Oh, forget I should mention. Oh, if yeah. you are a former patron, you do get two free months. Yes, um, you do. And the way that works is you just sign up like normal. You will have to put in like a credit card and stuff. However, um, mm -hmm. every time a show goes live, you'll be charged and then we'll just refund you through the system. Mm -hmm. So that's how that works. The gameplay was gameplay. Yeah, so thank you. Let's talk about our boy Jason B. Yeah, we have a uh, a death in the community. <laughs> no, we don't, John. I had to, I had to text read and be like, as as I, I, I well, I think I'm the one that broke the news to you. Right? Uh, yeah, I think you did. Yes, I think, I broke the I think you did. I caught it pretty early. Like I saw Trick's tweet when I was like 20 minutes old. Oh, let me read it. Um, let me read it before we dive in. Let's let's read the tweet. That's a perfect place to do it. So Treyarch tweeted this out, and I have it. Uh, this message: After 13 fantastic, action-packed years, I am moving on from Treyarch. During my time at the studio, I've been privileged to work on a variety of projects, wearing many hats along the way. With my time on the Zombies team proving to be quite special, it's a team comprised of some of the most creative and talented developers in the industry. Many of whom you've never seen because they're behind the scenes, shaping the direction of each experience. Clearly, I'd be remiss if I didn't personally thank the group that continues to make it all worth it, the Zombies community. Your passion, enthusiasm, and frankly, your craziness has been a continued source of inspiration. The beauty of Zombies is that it has always been about the in interactions between us as developers and one of the most passionate player communities on the planet. These are the memories I will cherish for a lifetime. The team at Treyarch has been nothing short of awesome. Thank you. And thank you to the fans for giving me the opportunity to bring life to the undead in so many wonderful ways. The honor has been all mine. Signed, Jason Blundell. That's very sweet. It's an absolutely wonderful I had, message. I had read the whole statement until now. It's wonderful. Like, you know, it's a, it's I mean, a I, professional. I, knew it's like, I, I pretty much knew what it said. Right. So I never read the full statement <laughs> couldn't couldn't be barrett john i couldn't read the final goodbye now it's official he's really now gone it, now it hurts it's funny uh, so i sent that to you yes I think, and i broke the news for you yeah um and you you it was it was just funny the way we were talking about it yeah it was as if he had died yep so i sent i i, I dm'd you and i said uh let's what is it? Let me find the exact word. I said. Yeah. Um, like, I totally get I you. Said, I was totally with you, but I'm totally bummed about this. And you're I, like, I said to you, I said, he's just moving on, though. He didn't die. And you said, I agree. And I said, I'm glad we agree that he didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like, I agree, we, the I agree was more we, toward we, the he's just moving on. It wasn't me denying he was <laughs> I dead. I know, but I wanted but to take it literally and be like, that is funny. Like, yeah, I agree. Jason has not died. He's like, not moved on yet. You know, like, no, from I this disagree life. with you. Jason is dead. He's, he's dead like, to like, me. Like, like it hurts. Like we're, debating, we're debating a point in the story, and maybe mm -hmm. like there's a character whose death is ambiguous, and you're like, nah, he clearly died. You're like, nah, I disagree. I don't think he died. <laughs> like, no, in this situation, Jason very clearly is not dead. He's just moving on. But yeah. It, 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 was, it was like, it, it reminded me very much of um, a lot of the like, support that like that went out for kobe after his passing which of what? course very much what really 
little bit, kind oh, of. Oh, God. I feel like that was uh, two different things, the outperforming for no, Kobe. No, but that's the thing. They are yeah. two absolutely different. Okay, like, Kobe okay. is a monumental figure that touched generations yes. across the world. Yes. Jason and Waddell he died. <laughs> In a and horrible, traumatic way. Very incredibly tragically. Yes. Um, Along with and all the 13 love and other support, people. All the love and support that came out that way absolutely deserved and made sense. But then I just reading the response to the Jason tweet and I kind of stop myself and go, Jason's not dead, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's uh... like, it'd be like, oh man, Jason's games touched me for, you know, like really, really made my childhood. Yeah. Which they did. Yeah. Jason has probably had one of the largest impacts on most zombies people lives out of any other game developer. I agree. Um, but it, it was just funny, the response. Yes, I, I totally see that perspective. Where it's like, hey, guys, you know we can still see him. And by the way, Jason, you're welcome on the show whenever you want to talk about whatever you want, including any upcoming projects. Because most people, when they leave, like I imagine Jason left Treyarch, he left on his feet. Allie Miller did the same thing when she ended up leaving Activision. She got a job with Riot months later. So it's oh, yeah, I'm so sure Jason's, Jason's going to be working somewhere in the industry. My guess is my guess is we'll see. J well, actually, maybe not because he seems like he keeps things relatively private. But I mm -hmm. wouldn't be shocked if we see Jason pop up again just on another project, whether it be he's actually a face of the project or it's just mm -hmm. attached. Yeah, I, I I'm excited to see whatever his next game is on, and I'm totally open to be like. Yo, let's talk about it. I don't care what or how different it is from zombies. If Jason Blundell's attached to that project, I'm going to give it a chance because of what he's done for the zombies community. Mm -hmm. So, what where do we, we, we? I know, right? We, where do we? Where do we want to start with all this? The the impact of Jason Blundell. Do we? I guess I'll dive here's into. The, yeah. What? Here's what I want to ask. Sure. Um, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tiptoe around these waters anyway. Okay, sure. Um, so when the statement came out, yeah, not surprised, and Agreed. I kind of had a, I kind of had a hunch in the back of my head, and this kind of, and I think I I don't know if we've ever discussed this on the show, but I know we've we've definitely discussed this in private, mm -hmm. where it was just like back when the rumors came out that Jason had been let go like a year ago when he yep. wasn't appearing and stuff. And we had kind of heard from like various leakers that he was gone. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of seemed like the internal temperature at Treyarch was that Jason might not be gone, but he's kind of on his way out. Yes. Um, like I never, I, I, let me just be abundantly clear. I've never had any insider information like yep. at Treyarch source and saying like, oh yeah, Jason going to be gone after Black Ops 4. Yep. But just kind of reading the temperature of Treyarch and reading the leaks, I always suspected and I, I kind of assumed that Jason would not be back on Black Ops 4. Mm -hmm. um, did you feel that way too? Yeah. I mean, people point out in the live streams how his title changed. He used to be he listed prior to BO4. He was a co-studio head. And then he was just head of zombies afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's it's even public information like that. We never had any insider or anything, but that was a feeling. When we even met him when we went there for Ancient Evil, you were there. Yes, you were. Um, well, I was trying to think of like Ancient Evil. It, it was a weird there, feeling. Um, oh, the, the the studio felt weird as a whole. Like, Big I don't time. know how much of this. I don't know how much we can talk about. So Not much. We can't because we never um, got cleared. So the studio as a whole. Sorry, like, I'll just say. You know, the the vibe felt a little... The vibe felt different. Certainly. But the vibe felt different because the excitement wasn't always there. 
mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, it's like when we went there for Chronicles, Chronicles there was a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. That same excitement wasn't there. But I think a lot of that comes from the fact that Black Ops 4 was such a bomb. Right. Less, you know, but but you, but but like when when a game bombs like that, there are going to be massive inter- or not massive, but there are going to be internal changes. Yeah. You know, so it's like I'm not surprised that this happened at all. Um, the timing of it, though, is what feels really weird to me because it's midway through a project. Yeah, um, it, it seems interesting to me because we have like eight months out from the release of the next game or we're coming up close on that seven to eight months um what rings true to me and your point about if something goes wrong in a game there's got to be responsibility responsibility is going to come from the leadership and there is obviously mismanagement happened in black ops 4 without a doubt this isn't this isn't to say that jason got fired because he because black ops 4 did poorly because yes one, we have no idea what goes on in Treyarch. No clue. You know? No. Like, we hear things from leakers, but also leakers could be, like, a... A, um, a disgruntled like QA a, tester who doesn't You know, a QA know. tester off in the back corner of the studio, and as we've heard, don't even get invited to team, you know, like company parties, according to those leakers, you know? Yeah. You know, so it's like, one, those leaks could also be bullshit, but two, mm-hmm. like, we don't... None of us, and I don't care if you're those leakers who uh, love to berate zombros on twitter <laughs> you guys don't actually know the day-to-days of Treyarch, no. and it could just be that you know like this was a mutual decision to part ways yeah but maybe it was time for jason to move on because he felt like he couldn't like i he, wouldn't be i wouldn't be shocked there. if jason if jason had felt that it was like okay this game didn't go the way i wanted mm-hmm. um, and obviously people need to be held responsible for what went on in this game so right. maybe it's just like Maybe it's time for me to step back for a year and reevaluate what I want to do. Exactly. And what projects I want to work on. And Activision was like, yeah, we don't think that's a terrible, like, we'd love to keep you on board or maybe move you into a different role. But if you want to leave as well, we're okay with, you know, like, they're, yeah. it, I actually, be, one, because of Jason's tenure. Yeah. I don't suspect there was ever a moment where, like, some Activision exec was like, hey, Jason, can I talk to you for a minute? And then Jason came out and was like, oh, man, I was fired, you know? 100%. Well, again, this I is mean, him 30, leaving. 13, they... 13 years at the, at the company. Yeah. Co-studio head. Yep. Um, I don't think this man was fired. I, I, I think um, it was a, just a mutual parting ways of, like, things didn't go great this time around, and let's... Think of it, like, um, did you at all follow the Jason Garrett saga? Do you uh, Jason Garrett is? Nope. Jason Garrett was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys or former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. Um, And so this year they came into the season with a lot of expectations. And Jason Garrett basically for his whole career went eight and eight, had like a couple good playoff, had a couple good playoff appearances, a couple playoff Mm -hmm. wins, but and had a couple good seasons, but was never able to take that team to the next level. Mm -hmm. But what was difficult about Jason Garrett was that like Jerry Jones, the head coach of the Cowboys, who Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're aware of. Uh, Yeah, I've heard. Yep. You know, like Jerry Jones can at times be a larger than life figure. Yep. Um, and he runs the Dallas Cowboys like a family business. And mm-hmm. he said he basically Jason Garrett was like a son to him. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, he has he has sons and daughters and they work on the team. But Jason was almost like an, or Jason Garrett, not Jason. Blundell, yeah. Was yeah. Almost like an adopted yep. son to Jerry Jones. Gotcha. And after the season, pretty much everybody in the sports media world said Jason Garrett's gone. Jason Garrett's getting fired. Mm-hmm. And the season went on, and there was maybe a two-week saga in which, like, 
the Dallas because the Dallas Cowboys are the Dallas Cowboys. They were yeah. making headlines without actually doing anything. Sure. Or like just your fact, it's like day five and Jason Garrett still isn't fired. He's making headlines, you know? And and the reason it dragged on for so long is that one, because of the relationship between him and Jerry Jones, but also two, because they didn't quite want to let him leave the organization. So they I think they spent, and this is just from what I've heard reading like different leaks leaks and the rumors. Um, they really did try to retain him on staff and find a different way to keep him without making him head coach. But also from one from like Jason Garrett's perspective, how do you how do you go from being like head coach, like top man on campus, to mm-hmm. then being like a subsidiary role and then having somebody else take the, you know? Right, exactly. It's, it's like, like so it's they, time they, to move they, on. It, it took a it yeah, it was like it, it wasn't an easy parting because of the relationships that he had built and the positions he had. Yep. Um so it was took a long time to really not fire him but really move on from him and my suspicion is that a similar thing maybe happened with jason where it's like i'm sure he's built up relationships with all these people from activision 100 um, he's worked there for 13 years he's relationship with people in treyarch yep it's not an easy thing to move on from and i'm sure jason even had like long night maybe decisions of trying to figure out what do i want to do next um do i still want to be a part of this company or do i want to do something different so I think this was an ongoing saga over the course of a few months. I don't think this was just one afternoon. Jason got called. Oh, absolutely business. not. This is a massive decision. The reason, the he, reason I the reason I want to talk, the reason I'm, I want to make this point that I do not think Jason was fired and this was like some, oh, woe is Jason. How could Activision be so heartless? No. Because I see that on Twitter. Um, I'm well, seeing Twitter's stupid, Twitter dude. Like, I'm, And that's why I want to say I, I'm ugh. seeing it on Twitter where, where people are like, oh, fuck Activision for firing Jason. How dare they? They lied to us back in um, yeah, back a year in ago. May, whenever that was. I believe, and this is based off no insert, uh, insider information. This is just me mm-hmm. just kind of looking at where Jason is within the, or where Jason was within the company. And yeah. how long he'd, I don't think this was an easy decision. And I yeah. think multiple discussions were had with jason absolutely i i agree and obviously we've had multiple so conversations with him too to, to like, so get a feeling off, let's not jump off the deep end and be like activision fucking fire yeah well i mean i'll oh, even add alexa. oh alexa that oh, was I, I thought somebody else was coming in the room so i, I was about to just like, Who's into it? <laughs> that was, um, that was uh, the the amazon device who will not be named yeah um activision though and jason have always had a great relationship both publicly and privately i've always known jason to have nothing but good words for activision and what he's been able to accomplish with his career and what, what, they, what they've allowed him to do yeah you know absolutely he's it's one of those things where jason and the team really had for almost 10 years uh a lot of uphill battles, but they were all within the reality of the business. And they all really, whatever they pushed back on, it was fair from what I could hear about. And all as all that goes, uh, they really allowed the Zombies team to do what the Zombies team wanted to do. And, I, and especially especially at a time when Zombies for a while was really small. Yes. People like push the envelope and really make something out of this game mode that wasn't there otherwise. Mm-hmm. And Black you also f- got to rem- mm-hmm. Like, I, I really do think that this was just a situation of, you know, the game didn't work out and both parties agreed maybe it's time to take a break. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you almost imagine like a mutual breakup, which in like when a lot of people hear a mutual breakup, they kind of go, OK, but it's not really mutual. Mm-hmm. I actually do think there was something mutual here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not almost a decade. He, he worked on World at War. That came out in 2008. 13, 13 years. Yeah. So he, I mean, he was exactly. He wasn't always. He wasn't always zombies. He was. And, like, well, not. He, well, oh, he wasn't not. Well, that's what I mean. He right. said in his thing, he wore multiple hats. Right. Um. But his earliest map he worked on was Darius, and 
yeah. we can get into some of that stuff as it as it goes on. But I mean, it's uh, no Vondahar, no Jason Blundell. We have Lee Ross that we know is at Treyarch Studios. Uh, that came out a while ago, I believe. And uh, we have Craig Houston, as far as we know, but he was really, really tight with Jason. So potentially he continues some of those ideas. Yeah. And we well, have uh, the seasoned veteran of Lee Ross with the IW season. So potentially Zombies my, is still in a good place, potentially. Here's my thought with Craig Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig's future, no clue. Yeah, you know, I have no idea. He could easily idea. be gone next week, too, because he, I mean, his buddy, him and his buddy, I mean, they have a long history yeah. working together, and it, maybe he's going to be moving on as well because that's just but sort my, of... My suspicion, though, is that if Craig moves on, mm-hmm. chaos is done. If Craig okay. stays, we get chaos. Gotcha. Um, and it could actually be, because remember, we're we're halfway through development right now of Black Ops 5 or whatever this game may be. Yeah, I hope it's not Black Ops 5, um, but I get what Craig you're saying. Sticking, Craig sticking around might actually be an indication that Chaos is coming back. Yeah, I hope it does. I think Chaos is great. Um, because I think I think if they did if they did cut Chaos, I wouldn't be shocked if Craig Houston left because it kind of is his baby. He wrote the story from the ground up. Yeah. Whereas, like Ether, even though he had a huge hand in Ether. Yep. I think it was never his. I agree. He inherited it, you know. Definitely, he, he definitely. Um, but, but this, like, if 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 Craig Houston's still sticking around, I put ninety percent odds that Chaos is back. If Craig Houston's gone, I put it at one hundred percent odds that Chaos is cut. Gotcha. That's a fair. It's a fair assessment. And they had great ideas and visions for where this was going. I mean, from the sentiments we could gather, there was a lot of really cool and big ideas for zombies still uh, waiting to to hit in the next iteration of the chaos storyline i think the the i want to also bring up earlier when i said like activision's given them let them do whatever they want obviously up until the dlcs we started seeing with the ether where once they lost cgi that's where it looks like the team just ran out of resources and it's yeah. and chaos took a, a while to get going, but I'm I'm so in ancient evil still one of my favorite maps of all time. You, I think there's a lot wonder, of potential. You almost wonder if Jason read like the writing on the wall. I said mm-hmm. like, okay, you've you've slashed the zombies budget in half, and now we have to make our grand finale with 2D cutscenes. Yeah, I don't want to work on a half baked project. I wanted I wanted to work on a project that's getting the proper funding it needs. And exactly that, that in a way inspired. What could be his decision to move on? Exactly. Or like, began, began turning the wheels in his head that you know maybe this is maybe. my time. Exactly. Exactly. And it's frustrating because we have personal relationships with Jason, and it's really, to me at the very least, I know talking with you, you feel a little similar. But I, I it's it's like a friend leaving. You know, it's like we we're not going to be able to work with him on these things that we've had wonderful conversations and ideas with, and real heart to hearts he's had with many in the community. Very special times we've had with this developer. He's changed our lives not just through his game, but even just in the interactions we've had with him. And I, I that's something that personally I was privileged enough to experience. And it's a shame that I don't get to. If, if I continue zombies and if Treyarch continues to even acknowledge my channel and if I ever get the opportunity to do anything more with zombies, if it continues, um, I, we don't get to see Jason anymore at, at a zombie yeah. Chronicles event or another event. And that was... This, this is where, like, when we were talking about it, just between you and me and DMs, this is yeah. where I started to feel like, okay, this man's this man's just moving on. He's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> because we were talking about it, like, yeah. oh, man, never going to see him again. Never going to... 
Because yeah. what I will say about Jason is that with every interaction I've had with him, he has been an incredibly genuine person. Yes, like, exactly. Like when, I, when I've met him uh, first at um, Zombie Chronicles, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't us who invited Jason on. It was Jason who, funny enough, invited himself yeah, on. on Zombros. Literally said to us, so when am I going to be on Zombros? And we were so like, special. You know, we were literally just talking. You know, like, yeah. It, it, it felt like Jason took a genuine interest, and I, I appreciated that. And then I met him a few times at set. Like, well, I guess I first met him at Cod XP. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Cod XP, I first met him. Yep. Um, didn't really interact with him much there because, you know, there's so many people. Yeah. Um, Zombie Chronicles, I got to talk to him a decent bit. Um, then he came on the show, of course. Uh, then there was uh, Ancient Evil. Um, and then when I went there for the Amaze event, um, mm-hmm. like, and I had some great conversations with him and every single time he's always been a joy, um, really genuine guy. Like it felt like, it felt like not only did he actually care about the game and the community, but he also cared about like content creators, yep. you know, like certainly, he, even though like he kind of stays in the background mm-hmm. and you'd almost think like Jason's not listening. I think he was, he was. I, no, I can tell you. I mean, I'm going to add a story here. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, he told me about when I did the, like, uh, we need to talk Jason video. He told me he was shaving, and he almost nicked himself laughing at my stupid, where I had all the printouts of content creators, and we had a heart-to-heart about no more Dr. Monty or any of this stuff. Uh uh, Victoria, she ended up getting blood vials from him because he was watching how close her videos were to theories. For BO4 on launch, Victoria really was killing it, and she nailed a lot of the theories that ended up becoming truths and realities yeah. inside BO4. So he was absolutely watching, but as he explained it to me, it was like through a filter. Like, all these other people would see it, and eventually a video would get up to Jason, and then he, he might, like take a peek and see what's going on i think you too i'm pretty sure some of your videos he even commented yeah, well, about um i made a video um this was before zombie chronicles i forget exactly oh no this might have been was on that. The podcast. okay uh, i was i did a video where I was, I was just fiddling around with the timeline in photoshop yeah nothing actually yeah. came from it because yep. i was like i was throwing like every filter messing with saturated doing all sorts of stuff Mm-hmm. And then Jason said on the podcast, I don't know if this was on the air, off the air, but he was like, "It was on the air." Like, oh, John, I saw that uh, Photoshop video you did. Uh, you should keep going with that. Which basically was like a hint, like keep digging. Yeah. Um, I never found anything, but uh, like you know, he was he's quietly watching. And I gotta say, one of the best parts of going to an event, and maybe this sounds corny to say, but you know, it was like like seeing Jason talking to him. Like every conversation I've had has always been a pleasure, um, and I always looked forward to talking to him. Not in the sense of like, oh, I can't wait to talk to him and ask him about this question or this theory or this zombies thing, but just mm-hmm. like, just like it was a nice guy to talk to. Always very genuine, really, like you could tell he cared about what he did, and just like awesome. I have nothing but nice things to say about him. I agree. He gave us the time of day. I mean, how many times did I give him a stupid stack of papers to read through about suggestions, yeah. and he didn't immediately that, that, just I, toss I that's, it that's in the, the recycle best, bin? That's the best way to put it. We could have just been another like snot nosed content creator, because I know I know some developers have that yeah. like kind of opinion on YouTubers. Because some of us are like that. We can be absolutely. Entitled. Oh, egos! And- the fucking egos on content creators. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Entitled? I mean, like, absolutely. Content creators, content creators absolutely have egos. And sometimes we are absolute shitheads. Absolutely. And, and a lot of content creators will throw abuse at developers that's unwarranted. We absolutely. Try our best to be, we try our best to be fair on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we maybe fail at that. Absolutely. Um, we try our best. Absolutely. Um, but it always felt like, you know, Jason respected what we did. Um, mm -hmm. Even if we might not have always been great at what we do. 100%. I felt like there was a, there was at least a little bit of respect, and it wasn't just like a oh I'm the developer I know best. True, true. They took feedback, and I and that's what I appreciated, and that's what hurt so much during the Bo4 season because that magic and that communication disappeared. Jason stopped talking to us as soon as the game launched because they had to deal with all the bugs. Uh, Jason also never really talked to us. That's not fair. Bo3. No, 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 no. Bo3. Um, he was massive. Even Der Eisendrock. He had Noah on. He was doing live streams with Noah, Milo's lightning rounds. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's fair. Um, he was popping up a lot, even yeah, before Zombie Chronicles. He was. He was also very selective with who he popped up. One hundred percent. Don't deny that either. Which, which is actually, there's nothing wrong with that. And if anything, that makes more sense. Like, mm -hmm. if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it through the channels that matter most. Hundred percent. I'm gonna go on Mr. Rothwell. So I'm gonna go on Mr. Uh, not Mr. Doc. Or did he do something about? I think he did. At some point, he definitely did. I know I he did, did Milo and Noah. Like, I'm gonna go sure. on Noah's channel, Mr. Doc JD. I'm gonna go on Mr. Rothwell Waffles because yeah. that's where I'm gonna reach the largest audience. Um, Absolutely. Whereas like. Go on Johnny J twenty five like five thousand. Oh JC too. backfire by the way yeah. too, and then they okay. also. So, I mean yeah, too. Yeah. I mean no, think I about this that. guy. Jason was absolutely. He was everywhere. You know, not even not even was, just the big guys because he did do that. But then genuinely he. Yeah, I absolutely. I absolutely shouldn't say that because not to say he pulled JC out of obscurity, but in the grand scheme of things, JC right now is killing it on Twitch and is absolutely really well on YouTube. Sure. But before Jason came on his channel, and this isn't to say that Jason made his channel. No, he, he still has to put the work in. Kind of a lot, lot smaller than the zombies community, and a lot of people could say, "Why are you going on JC's channel? You should be on Noah's channel." Right. You, know? you gave him exposure. Uh, he saw something he, in he JC. Saw, yeah, he not just saw something in JC, but genuinely enjoyed JC's content and said, "I want to give this guy a little bit of a boost." Yeah, and, and look what it did. It didn't. It didn't make JC's channel. No. But it definitely helped his channel. Well, I, to your point, look at what a judge of character Jason was to JC. He was able to see the potential within JC, and JC's one of you know the best nailed content it. creators in the community. Absolutely nailed it. And from Jason's perspective, too, mm -hmm. Jason has no obligation to help any YouTuber. No. Or say, I want to pull this guy from obscurity. And I bet, I bet probably there was conversations within like ATVI and the marketing team and stuff mm -hmm. like that being like, you want us to fly you to Auburn yeah. to go make a video with this guy who has a hundred thousand subs? It's like why don't we just why don't we just call up Noah? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like Jason didn't have to. That was that was a clear active decision that Jason saw something in JC, genuinely enjoyed the content and said, Hey, I want to show this guy some love. Right. And that's what I'm talking about when I said like it felt like he had a genuine respect for content creators, which is something that I don't think a lot of developers have. Agreed. And that's why I wanted to share that story because it defines, it's a great characteristic of our experience and our points of view on Jason. Obviously, we don't know what he's like as a boss. We don't know how that internally and all that end of it. We're just talking from our experiences. And it is, 
you know, he was always a class act. I really mean that. And that's where I... I'm only going to touch on this briefly, but when people are like, bring Jimmy back, which is insane, it'll never happen. Uh, but when people are saying, like, Jimmy like, d- 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 didn't know, I- give a crap about the community or the creators. He loved trolling us. That was like his favorite I thing. I don't have, I don't have, I don't really have bad things to say about Jimmy Zelensky as a person because, one, I've never met him. Sure. But also, two, like, he was also just kind of doing his job. Yeah. He, he, there's no obligation from a game developer to be interactive with the, with their community of content creators sure. i think developers should be interacting with their community but you don't have to work with the content creators because they can be toxic and we are toxic absolutely um so it's like jimmy Zelensky. i don't actually care that he didn't talk to us at all that's mm-hmm. fine he doesn't have well to. but he did but though God, he trolled man, us no, I, well, I'm, I'm about to get to that <laughs> okay okay God, okay was nuts would tweet a picture of a stop sign oh dlc6 and we'd be like oh my god it's coming you know and we have no idea what like, was, he was canon he was, he was, he was he was like fucking with us. A hundred percent. I don't think he was fucking with us to be like manipulative or like like really stick to the YouTubers. I think he was just, I no. think he was just enjoying and having fun. That, exactly. It was, exactly. It, it was, was fun. something we can look back on now and laugh. But like yeah. it, it'd be amazing to see how worked up the community can get off of a vague tweet. A vague but tweet. But I don't want that back at all. No. I mean if Jimmy came back and he was Sure, a we'd we'd guy, still be like, be Oh yeah, that's not our decision. But it doesn't seem like why I don't want why, I, why? I'm okay with Jimmy coming back, but I'm not okay with Black Ops 2 Jimmy coming back in the sense that yeah. like, he's going to fuck with these guys. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty fair, especially how they but just also, dumped Ultimus overnight. If the, game, if the game's amazing and yeah. he is fucking with us, then then good. There you go. Then he proves it. But it's like, why go backwards is the other thing to me. Why would you go back to another dev that's already moved on? I mean, it, it, that stuff just doesn't make sense to me. It, it's it's we're growing. The game and the community needs to grow. That's very obvious after the season that happened with Bo4. Um, and anybody that's like trying to say Jason Rune zombies or Jimmy Rune zombies or Jason made zombies or Jimmy made zombies, it's so much more than one guy. Yeah. One guy's not making all these decisions or completely and utterly shaping it. The, when we went to the event, there's another writer. I didn't even know there was another writer that helps write with Craig. That's insane. There's there's more in addition to Jason, which we knew, and all the other people on the dev team. It's just like there's so many more people like Jason talks about or alludes to in his farewell letter to us. There's still a whole team of people that care, and there's still a whole bunch to look forward to in this game. And who's yeah. the next face? Is it going to be Craig? We saw a lot more Craig. Is it going to be Lee Ross? Could be Lee Ross. I'm excited for that. Or somebody new. I think it's fine to see fresh blood in the zombies community because I think it's it's very much needed. And I don't think there's any value in uh, trying to disparage Jimmy or Jason because it's so opinion-based. Like you said on Twitter, seeing all these people freaking out about... Um, uh, like he's dying, right? Or just that, that that sentiment of just like, you know, the dude's just going to work on another game. It, this is this feeling I have with social media and, and people on the internet that just think, I, I don't value all comments on the internet the same anymore because they're just opinions and top of head stuff with no research. Did you see one of the latest things where Twitter lost it just to prove the point of how ridiculous the culture is online? The I, One of the... Um, uh, musicians was wearing a Barry Sanders jersey. That is a Hall of Fame I this, running I saw back. This trending, but I didn't. I didn't really dig into the story to know what was going on. So He's a Hall of me. Fame running back, Barry Sanders. I know who Barry Sanders is, and I'm not a hardcore football game guy. I know like uh, J- Jim Rice or Jerry Rice. Oh Christ, 
one of the greatest Jerry wide receivers. No, I see. Is it Jim? Which Rice? There's a Rice wide receiver that was one uh, of the greatest. Jerry, Jerry Rice is, uh, yeah, football. The wide receiver. Montana, Tom Brady. Like, we're talking, th- those are the biggest names you hear. This running back Jerry was Rice. one of them. Gotcha. They thought this was an endorsement of Bernie Sanders by him wearing a 20 on the back of his shirt and having Sanders on the jersey. It's like, this is the making it toxic, politicizing. Like it's like, what is wrong? You, everyone just has to be mad about stuff. Just has to make it some attack, some personal. It, it, I mean, it couldn't be clearer that it's a Barry Sanders jersey. But people look at that out of context and go, oh, "How dare he support a political candidate?" Or, "Yay, he supported a political candidate." That's how I kind of I feel with zombies when people go. Blood of the Dead is the greatest map ever, or it's the worst map ever. I'm I'm way over this. I think I've matured a lot from my opinions on Black Ops 4, where I was like, I hate this. I don't want to play this anymore. It, there was a whole bunch of stuff that went into why I had such bad feelings with BO4. But when it comes to people enjoying it, I think it's a terrible conversation, and there's no good arguments. Maybe not. There's a majority of poor arguments because they're sustained based on opinion. I really like the way the game plays. Well, who who are we to tell you that? I really like Jason Blundell or how Jimmy Zielinski did something. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, you're not going to undo something like the opinion-based like that. And I did want to bring that up because I, I, I'm seeing that. And I think it's such a a, a non a nonsense and a nothing burger. It's just wasting yeah. air to talk well, about that stuff. That's why I really wanted to hammer in the point that I was mentioning earlier. Of, yeah. Like, let's not jump on the anti-Activision bandwagon. How yeah. dare they fire our man Jason Blundell? Because I don't think it's as simple as, uh, hey, Jason, come in. We want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Jason comes out. I've been fired. You know? I think this was a discussion held over multiple weeks. Uh, I mean, the guy has a little. family. I mean, he he's not just going to be like, oh, I'm going. Let's go to the, you know? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, this is, so, this is something that probably brewed over the course of weeks, maybe even months. It wasn't just as simple as we're going to let him go. Yeah. Like, what do you want to talk about? We got to make cuts. We got to make cuts. Let's go cut the studio yeah. head. Yeah. Well, performer. and also I do think there is a bit of like, if BO4 does bad, who are you going to blame? The head. Again, I don't think it was part of like, you're you're done. You BO4 bombed. Get out. But I do think there's probably a little bit of like, you know, I'm, I'm representing my guys, right? Remember how he says like, don't make fun of me. Make fun of, or don't, don't make, make fun of the guys. guys. Uh, me. I can take it. I think that's Jason, too, taking for leadership. It's like, I may have created BO3 and gotten all the accolades for that, but I'm also going to take responsibility for BO4. And, yeah, you know. And I, I, think that's, I think that's an incredibly noble, like, position to take. And no idea if this is actually the position of Jason. Sure. Taken. But that's but what... If, it, if, if it's, it could be a situation where they're talking about, like, okay, well, how, do, how do we move on from here? And Jason says, you know, as the leader... Or as the as the head of zombies, I will take full responsibility for this. And if that means I'm gonna have to move on, that means I have to move on. But you know, yeah. I am I am I am my team. And if my exactly. team didn't quite do well, then I didn't do well. Exactly. You know? And that's how he talked though. He practiced what he preached. And now we don't know if that's hundred percent true. We, we have no idea. We have that's no idea happened. internally, but outwardly, that is very much how he car- carried himself and that's what he talked about. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looked like to us, to be fair. So let's let's put our betting hats on. Yes. And enter speculation mode. Okay. Um, so get your little green gambler's hat on. Sure. 
because we're about to start making bets. Uh, okay. I do want to talk about memories at, at some point, some of our favorite memories, memories with them okay. later we'll, on, but we'll but, but we'll get to that. Just putting that I'm out sure there. I'm sure that'll come up later. Yeah. And like topic time and stuff like that. Certainly. But, um, let's okay. discuss. Let's do it. Who do we think takes over from here? Okay. Here are your, here are your options. These are your candidates. Oof. Jamie Zielinski. Okay. Dark Horse making a comeback. <laughs> okay. Lee Ross, mm-hmm. the beloved child who fell from grace, but then re-entered, but then re-emerged. He did. Um, Director's cut. Actually, I, I wouldn't say fell fell from grace. No, he was in tr- he was in trouble but to start with. Iw and the director's cut came out, and everyone's like, "This uh, man." How about this? How about this? How about this? The uh, comeback kid. The comeback, Lee Ross, the comeback kid. Oh yeah, who uh, who made a game that wasn't beloved, but won the community over with his heart and spirit. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Lee Ross, the Rocky Balboa of Treyarch. Oh, he didn't win the fight, but goddamn it, did everybody love his spirit? God, nailed it. Yes. Um, then you have Cameron Dayton. Yeah. Oh. Not really sure what Cameron is up to right now. I'll give it a peek. But you know what? You, you saw Cameron Dayton, and you said there's potential here. I like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he was just working on a project that wasn't as popular. Um, I'm not sure what he's up to right now. Um, um, and he might not even want to do zombies again, which is totally fine. Uh, we have unknown newcomer. Just somebody they hire from outside that we have no idea of. Next one. And this also is a little bit of a surprise. But Craig Houston takes the reins. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we call this one. The uh, the heir apparent. Uh, yeah, but you could also hit it with um, like he he he's definitely like the farm system. He's been groomed. He's been a part yeah, of yeah. it. He's like let's the internal. Let's call this candidate. the homegrown prospect. Yes. Or not. homegrown ca- prospect. Uh, Despite him being older minor, than career Jesus. minor leaguer. Uh, that's actually terrible because no, because he's a, he's he's, he's been there for him. years. Yeah, he's, absolutely leader. Ah, uh, it's it's he, let's call him the establishment candidate. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because none of these guys actually fit into as clean the boxes as we want to. A hundred percent. And he's still you know, at like, Bioware, by the way. I looked up Cameron Dayton, and, and he's still, oh, he's at, still Bioware, at Bioware, Texas. Yep. Okay. Um, how about? All right. Uh, Craig Houston doesn't fit nicely into a box because mm-hmm. uh, he's obviously not a career minor leaguer. He's been playing in the majors this whole time. Hundred um, percent. Uh, I don't huh. know. I mean, he, second, second in command, taking taking full. He's probably was never second. He wasn't never second. Yeah, he's definitely not second yeah. because he talked about the both of them. Were We're just, just calling him Craig Houston. Yeah, he's just, he's he just doesn't Craig. need a title. He no. speaks for himself. Yeah, I say uh, so. Um, yeah, Craig Houston going from writer to to like. How about goal. I'm Craig Houston? God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I, I'm God damn it! I'm Craig Houston. Um, which is an interesting pick because it's a guy that's like he's been around zombies for years. Yeah, he's been writer you know as much as we talk about jason writing the story that's mm-hmm. kind of nonsense it's craig who writes the story mm-hmm. but one is is craig fit to really take over the role of covering everything mm-hmm. and this isn't to well this isn't to knock craig's skills Not, I, no it isn't it. he doesn't like it that i think that's the but better he's a, point he's a to writer. on. and writers writers want to write do yeah. writers want to lead a team does he Maybe wanna, not. Does he want to deal with the bullshit of content creators? Remember, and all the people yeah. that get. Does in he want to have to? Does he want to have to talk to me? Even I don't want to talk to me. Right. Exactly. I feel that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's it's like I, as much as like Craig seems like an excellent choice for the job. Does Craig want that job? I don't yeah. actually know. 
Uh, I mean, he fit great into the live streams, but I feel like it's just like I, he wants to focus on his craft. He wants to be good at what right, he does. Yeah. It's like writers want to write, programmers want to code, directors want to direct. You know exactly. Oh, keep going. We'll do the analyst analysis once we have all the, the people to those choose are, from. Is that are, um, Cameron also, Dayton, Craig just, Lee, Jimmy, outsider we've never heard of, outsider we never heard of. Um, and then also, I'm going to throw out there, and this is one that people have to do a little bit of digging, but just the miscellaneous faces we've seen in various other trailers, mm -hmm. but never got much attention because they weren't Jason, right? So, you know, how whenever there's a trailer that comes out, they yeah. usually like Jason will say a few words. And then they'll get like some audio engineer or some mm -hmm. programmer to like mm -hmm. be like, yeah, we implemented this cool feature. We like it. Um, sure. Could it be one of those guys? Uh, very possible. There's that one guy that's been here since World at War. I remember he was on one of the live streams a long time ago. Well, as those well. are the guys I'm talking about. They're yeah, the guys exactly. Like, we don't give them the love that maybe they deserve mm -hmm. or we don't talk about them as much because they're not the they're not the director. They're not the face. And, you know? and to be fair, they're not. They're not trying to talk to us and try and yeah, get yeah. us to they, let us know they're, what's they're going not on. To. That's also not their their job to. But it's kind of like if 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 um they give it like Star Wars canon. No. If Jimmy's word is, if if Jason's word is like, you know, like an actual movie from Disney. Mm -hmm. One of the other developers' words is like you know in like the Legends series. Yes. Talk about a little, but we don't give as much attention to the actual canon, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm corrected. Apparently, according to Cameron's Twitter, he left uh, Bioware. He's, he didn't update his LinkedIn then, apparently. But there oh, you go. That, that ups, his, that, that ups yeah. his odds. That ups his odds. The hey. man is on the market. Hey. Hey, look what I did so, with World War II so zombies. You, so, so of that field of candidates. That makes me feel mean? excited. Oh, my God. Give me Cameron. No, but um, personally... Super biased. I'd love to tell see Cameron Dayton. Tell me this. Regardless of odds yeah. of that field of candidates, yeah. who do you want to see take the job? Who do I want to see to take the job? Yeah, who do you want? Oof. And this is nothing against those. No. Like, but if you just had to pick one, who would you pick? Okay. I'm going to go through it, though. My rationales um, for the personal. Uh, an outside candidate excites me with the idea of, like, fresh blood. Fresh ideas. I like that. But it's also an unknown, right? And it, there might be a lot of growing pains because they don't get zombies. Um, Lee Ross is terrific, man. Um, I, I think he's the most likely to take over the, the public face of zombies um, from the actual question. Um, he just, he was groomed in IW zombies. He's at Treyarch. It makes sense for this guy to be able to fit back into that role that he's already been in for uh, Infinity Ward. Yeah. Jimmy Z is a hard no on all sides for me. I'm I'm I don't see yeah. why you'd bring him back. I should also I, sh I should also mention in Jimmy in Jimmy's uh, profile. Yeah, he currently has been at a company Monster Box for about five years now. Yeah, so uh, uh, this is a company he founded. Yeah. So so does he want to lead the company he found? No. To go it's... do a job that he got a lot of shit for previously. Exactly, and he still gets bothered to this day about it. All right, so it's like. Um, I mean, and he, he's, do, he's still, again, not, not taking it from Jimmy. He's in a lot for zombies. Zombies. for as long as zombies is relevant, yeah, he's always going to be known to the zombies people, and the zombies people are still going to tweet him every so often as a guy that, like, helped found zombies. 100%. Was, like, he definitely put it on, like, really got it going, and then almost killed it. And then Jason really put zombies but in the map that, field. That's three. always, at least within this community, going to be tied to him. Exactly. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like when you have a, it's kind of like when you're a one-hit wonder. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say he is. 
Yes, no, I, but, I see but, what you're but, saying but now. The yep. same way that a one-hit wonder is always, you know, like Carly Rae Jepsen, even though she's not a one-hit wonder, yeah, will she's... always be the Call Me Maybe girl. I, I Exactly. Exactly. You will always point. see Jimmy Zelinsky as that as a zombies guy. Exactly. Um, so I, I don't think it's necessary. I, 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 I'm not seeing Jimmy personally. I, I'm not interested in seeing more Jimmy stuff, and it doesn't seem to make much sense logically. Personally, I have a great relationship with Cameron Dayton, and I'd freaking love to see what he would do with a budget and see what he would do with zombies and to work with Craig. I think that'd be super interesting. He would be my number one just because I have a massive bias and a massive interest in seeing that guy try and lead zombies and he's already proven track record he already did it with world war ii zombies and world war ii zombies was like what i wanted world at war zombies to transform into i have endless bias on this one and i can totally see where people be like i hated world war ii zombies fair enough i get it i get it but definitely, personally, I'd love to see Cameron jump in as the director of Treyarch Zombies. And Craig, I like Craig. He's a great option as well. I don't think, uh, I, I wouldn't be upset at all if Greg took over for Jason. I'd, I'd feel super comfortable. It's in great hands. Craig knows what he's doing. Um, I just, something's creatively, I think, a little different than Craig, at least when it dealt with the uh ether storyline and that stuff always was like mm, you know I, i'd rather see lee ross or cameron dayton try and tackle some of that stuff but w when it comes to chaos man he's the man he's got it all together at this point prior i gave him a lot of shit because like who's the antagonist why do we care the, i i feel and to my knowledge of as much as we've gathered about the game, Chaos got killed because it had to deal with the Ether storyline trying to wrap up. That really did a disservice to the Chaos storyline. And they got screwed. They couldn't get the celebrities to launch an order. If you When you play the Chaos maps in order from Dead of the Night all the way through to Ancient Evil, it's such a solid experience. But going through the season when it was out of order is so asinine and frustrating it's to me that was my experience i thought it was just terrible trying to experience the chaos storyline out of order it, it, it doesn't i don't think it works very well out of order yeah i agree so th those are my opinions john who do you who's your personal favorite and then who do you think's gonna get it all right let's go through the field um yep. first off uh jamie Zelinsky. jimmy z <laughs> I one don't see it coming. Mm -hmm. Two don't really think he would work. Um, Black Ops Two is kind of a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. Jason, in a way, kind of saved Black Ops Two with Origins in Origins of Mob of the Dead. I don't think we look back on Black Ops Two the same way if Jimmy didn't. If Jimmy continued on, that's fair. Um, I think those two maps really saved this game or saved that game, uh, in spite of my eternal undying love for Die Rise. <laughs> if Jimmy actually came back on and said a die, uh, we're gonna we're just only gonna re-release Die Rise clones, then yes. But otherwise, no. Cameron Dayton, I'm against. Mm -hmm. Here's why. Okay. Um, I don't think Cameron Dayton's style fits with Treyarch. Fair enough. That's... I think it's too dark. I think it's too serious. I'm also not a fan of saying those long-winded, long-winded titles. Maybe somebody else could write the titles, but I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if they bring out a title guy yeah um no um uh, i i think that's the fair issue with, 
the issue with Cameron Dayton is I don't think the tone of his games and the tone of his story mm -hmm. match the tone of Treyarch. And as much as I actually really liked what he did in World in World War II, and I was one of the few guys really following down that World War II rabbit hole till the end. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure it works with Treyarch because I think Treyarch always as serious as they can be at times are also lighthearted. Sure. Absolutely. I agree yeah, with that. I think by nature, Triarch Zombies has been a lot more lighthearted. Um, and this actually leads me into my candidate, who I want and who I think will get the job. I agree. I'm already... I think it's Lee Ross. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> so the thing, about, the thing about World War II, or the thing about IW Zombies is that it was a very free-flowing game where like, mm -hmm. each mode was based off of a different kind of like genre of film and usually like more B-style genres, you know? Mm-hmm give you your classic 50s monster movie you know yeah like t and it's even going to be in the title attack of the radioactive thing which at first we all lampoon but then once we kind of realized it was like oh okay the title itself is a parody yeah we kind of all agreed that like oh it's actually not a bad title um i think i think if he if he buttons up a little and like makes a game that not only is serious but is light-hearted i think that very much fits in with the treyarch style He's been within the company, so he knows how the company works. Yep. Um, he's been there for the past year working on zombies in um, See that, zombies, that... With, zombies within Blackout. Yep. Mm -hmm. So he's obviously had communication with the zombies team, he, despite not being on the zombies team. He's had leadership experience working mm -hmm. on zombies. Uh, the community might not love the decision at first, but I think and I would be very happy with a world in which lee ross took over the zombies community and created not chaos but a spin-off of the ether story oh i don't know about so that ending like, i was with you all the way up until the end there yeah yeah i know you're gonna lose me that i know i knew yeah. i was gonna lose people there um i'll be honest i don't really care that much for chaos like if mm -hmm. chaos didn't like if chaos just kind of was a one and done i wouldn't care that much oh. and i think and this is purely based off of the future success of my channel yeah. Which at the end of the day, is all that matters to me. That's um, fair. I I see more long term success with myself. In a, well, actually, I don't see long term success in this at all. But <laughs> I see shorter term success. I see I see short term success continuing down the ether storyline. I see shorter term success continuing down the chaos storyline. So that's where that take comes from. Gotcha. This is just me looking out for myself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, get it. That's that was the but, opinion. Um, I, I think Lee Ross. Lee Ross could kill the job. I think he has the experience. He's already established in track. He's not only my favorite, but my personal favorite. Gotcha. Well, I, 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 your points are very valid. Um, uh, the uh, who, who are the others I'm missing? Cameron, Lee, Jimmy. Um, the uh, outsider. Outsider. Here's what. Here's my thing about outsider. While very possible, I don't think probable mm -hmm. because it seems like Treyarch is a company that hires from within. Yeah. I think I could be totally wrong on that. Oh, they, they they pick up other people, but like for the major roles, all the CO positions are all people that have worked within Activision or Treyarch for decades. Yeah. So I think I think that they're gonna um I think they're going to kind of continue I don't think they're gonna bring in an outside guy to do such an important job, especially with a community that can be so fickle. Like you need somebody yeah. that knows how to understand and read the community. So I don't see an outsider doing it. Exactly. Um, that's why I liked Cameron in the sense that he's already done this rodeo, but he had a tone I really liked. But you're you, you're totally right that it, it fits better with what, how Lee Ross approached IW with the themes and the quirkiness. Yeah, and I think you're I think totally right. I think if you took if you kind of took the lightheartedness of 
IW and buttoned it up a little. Mm -hmm. I think you get Treyarch in terms of tone. Uh, as opposed to, like, I, I just don't see World War II zombies being lighthearted at all. And, yes. that, and that was You're also right. by design. They they went, they were they were very much inspired by horror and gore. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my number two pick, mm -hmm. and this isn't uh, what I want kind of pick, because it's you know, I can't speak of it at all because I don't know anything about it. But my, mm -hmm. I think my second best option would be one of those devs that we've just seen in other previous videos, but we don't know much about because sure. they're not the leader. Sure. Because um, again, they know think, internally how it works, and that's what's yeah. important. They, like they, in my, in my higher, in my hierarchy, I put them at the number two behind Lee. Gotcha. And Lee, Lee would almost fall into that same exact category if he had, if he had not already prior been a, uh, you know, ahead. Yeah, Dude, Lee is. It's such a no-brainer because he's already working there. He already has the process. He already knows how Treyarch works. You don't have to retrain anybody. As much as I love Cameron, you don't have to go get him reacclimated to everything. It's just, yeah. it's such a no-brainer that you have a guy that's already proven himself in this position. He should be the face. He should be the communications going forward, especially if Craig doesn't want that role. Mm -hmm. If Craig wants the role, then I mean, I mean, the guy showed up on all these live streams. Yeah, oh, I mean, it totally goes to Craig. About, totally forgot about Craig. Um, I mean, Craig I is want, the, do the I, man. Do I want Craig at the job? Um, I don't think it. I don't think it hurts. Not at all. No, I'm not sure it's as fresh as I would want. Yeah. Um, my my concern is I'm not sure it's a job that he would be fully invested in. Sure. In the sense that, like, he's obviously fully invested as a writer. Yep. But is he fully invested as a director? Yeah. That's dealing that with I'm, a lot more you know, bullshit. And, and I, I, I very much believe that, especially with creative types, mm -hmm. writers want to write, you know? Exactly. Like, like writers want to write, painters want to paint, directors want to direct. Like, people have their roles, and it's and they, they it's it's not like they want to not become a director out of a lack of ambition mm -hmm. but out of it's just like it's just not what i signed up for exactly it's like i i, I bet i guarantee he's worn the director hat at times in oh, his yeah. life too so it's like uh, but, and in a way he kind of is a director of yeah, writing 100 you know and he did marvel comics beforehand and like he's got a illustrious career and a work body that easily could get him for the role he would be fine in it but I think both of us are on the same wavelength here of like, does he want it? That's what matters. Where we know Lee Ross would be in, but like what helps what helps about a Jason Blundell too is that Jason Jason came from a programmer's perspective. Yeah. So not only is he able to clearly work well with creative types like Craig. Yep. But he can also work with technical types like actual programmers. Yep. You know? Yep, he can bridge that gap to what is feasible. And I'm not. I, I and don't obviously, Craig pro back. he I probably does Craig. have background in that, and I'm sure Craig also writes with that in I'm mind. Sure, yeah, like I bet like Craig that, again, absolutely understands the technical. Not taking any of Craig's uh, abilities away. I don't actually away. know his background. Right. Um, I do want to point out in chat of how dangerous this talk is, because as we're getting in there, uh, Greg and I'm not putting on Greg. You've been great in chat, but IW challenge implementation with Treyarch gameplay and Craig's story would be would be pretty much perfect. I I hate yeah, words like I think, that. I think my Don't perfect say perfect. Outcome... Don't say perfect. Zombies okay. is never going to be perfect. That's what I'm getting my, hold up. That's where the expecta idea. expectation problem happens. We're like, oh, oh, we're getting everything we want, and then it doesn't work out, and then we're mad because of let's X, Y, and Z. Let's not say perfect, but yeah. my ideal team would be Craig Houston as the lead writer. Yep. Um, Lee Ross as the director. I agree. I think you're right. I think that I think that's the best choice, but personally, 
I just love to see Cameron again involved yeah, with zombies. I, I'm on his I'm, I'm on his IMDb. According to I or not IMDb, I'm on his LinkedIn. Sure. Or on LinkedIn, he's been head writer for 14 years now, 2006 and on. Craig Houston um, has a LinkedIn. Not not head writer, but he's been a lead writer. Are you serious right now? 14 years. Link me that. Just his LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to see it. Uh, yeah, I'll send it to you. It's it's literally actually it's the LinkedIn's very bare. It's the only thing he has on it. I, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, uh, there he is. Oh, he's terrific. Um, not much in terms of background, so it's hard to say. The reason I looked it up because I was curious to see if he had any any uh, stuff outside of writing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so those those are your field of candidates, um, and it's an incredibly incomplete field of candidates. Yes, because... <laughs> there's probably way more in anybody but, but internally. We're going, we're going to find out within the next month or two because I'm yes. sure it's it's already believe it or not, it's March first. This year is flying by. We're already almost a quarter of the way through the year. Um, and so we're going to find out probably in May mm-hmm. what the next Treyarch game will be called. And then perhaps late May, early June, start getting trailers for it. Maybe at the latest, like July, August, get kind of a zombies trailer mm-hmm. where the, um, that's when maybe the new zombies director will be formally introduced. Yes. Uh, but it could also very well be like last time where they're just going to do a big reveal. It's going to be a reveal of everything. And then whoever comes out to do that reveal will probably be the zombies director for the season. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, those are our field of candidates. Yeah, and I'd look, I look at the IMDb. It says he worked on X Two Wolverine's Revenge for a lot of stuff: director, sound editor, producer, editor, wow. colorist, video short. Oh, of sound, out, okay. Out of time. Well, that's interesting. Sound. If so, I guess if his background is in sound editing and maybe even like just also video editing as well, mm-hmm. that. That absolutely helps when you're working on a creative team because there's yeah. more to zombies than just the programmers. You have the audio engineers, you have yeah. the artists, you have so actually being able to work with those people is just as important as being able to work with the programmer. Exactly, and that, that's what I figured. And that the that guy would have this resume is, that only helps his case for why he should be the zombies director. It's it's just yeah, I feel that I feel that, but I definitely think Lee and Craig are the top. I just well, I just want to see more from my buddy Cameron. <laughs> while we're on while we're on the subject though of like who the next lead is yeah i want to also just bring up how interesting it is that we've switched leads mid-season and did we actually switch leads mid-season is my next question yeah yeah that's has, how i has feel jason has jason kind of been gone for the past like like three or four months but it's kind of just like you know been a been a phone call away for if they have any questions yeah exactly has he just been gone cold turkey um, for the past few months? Or was like his last day the day that that tweet came out, you know? Yeah. And I... did, they, did he ease out of the role? Like, did he decide maybe a few months ago that I'm going to leave, but it'd be bad to leave mid-project, so I'm going to slowly leave? Because mm-hmm. if, if let's say his last day was like whatever day that tweet came out. Sure. And then things ended for him. That's a bad sign for the game to lose your director midway through. I, I agree, and I, I don't think he would have done that, especially could he have, from could he, have, could he have been a co-director, you know? Or it's yeah. like he took on for half the season, and then let's say Lee Ross was also splitting duty with him, and now they're at a point in development where they feel comfortable, where they're like, okay, DLC, one, or the first map is done, or let's say the launch maps are done, and we're now starting to like clean them out, like make sure all the bugs are gone, and we're looking ahead at DLC 1 and DLC 2. Mm-hmm. You've you've shadowed me for a few months now, Lee, and I'm just using Lee as an example. Sure. Now it's time for you to take the reins. 
Yeah, that well, could be helpful too. Definitely. And I think Jason's he's gonna get a credit in the game because he's been working yeah, on I, it. That's so. also what I was gonna ask. Do you think we'll see a Jason credit? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's no way. There's no way what he, they've thrown out everything he contributed toward the next game. No way. Not this close to release. Uh even though it seems like it's so far away, eight months. No, no, it's it's coming in hot for uh well, that's like, Trek Studios. Like they were already working on Black Ops Five when black ops 4 was in development you know? yeah and and dealing with tag <laughs> i mean i mean not in the sense of like like okay we've, we're already like mapping out the first map but it's like they're they're creatively working yes um so I, they're I, always they're always looking to the future you have to we've had this happen before jimmy got axed halfway through these or halfway through development again remember between bo2 and bo3 we learned that Jimmy left. Uh, he we st- stopped seeing him around Die Rise. Was like the last time we saw him in the public high there, and that's when, excuse me, Jason started to get more screen time. So this isn't unheard of in our community. This isn't a complete shell shock in the sense of changing directors. We just might get more of this like, what's the vision? What's the idea here? And that's what yeah. worries me is because like, what the hell was the vision of of Bo Four? splitting I, again foresight's 2020 it's so easy to see afterwards and we it's beating a dead horse but chaos and ether both hurt each other i mean both these could have been just fine on their own and if you dedicate to a season maybe less maps one way or more maps the other way what focusing on one i mean it just felt like the resources were too spread thin it was too ambitious it really felt too ambitious black ops 4 so what's the vision for the next iteration of zombies? And that's tough if you don't have a Corey, I think Belrog. No, what's his name? It sounds like Belrog. He's the director of uh, God of War. And people constantly talk about how his vision kept that game together. They give this dude so much credit. He worked, he's like the American dream story in the developer world that he went in like from QA tester to directing a game. Like he he worked his way through every position. He's put in years and years of experience and all that, left the game, came back to it, and then wins game of the year. That's the type of leadership we'd love to see in zombies. I'm not sure we'll ever get because again, it's the third rate side mode in a Call of Duty game and that's frustrating because we believe or at least i believe it could be way more than that i think is that too much for me to assume that you think zombies could be more than the third rate mode in call of duty i absolutely think so um and i would have felt stronger with this bar log thank you i don't know if i feel as strongly about that sentiment this year as opposed to say three years ago Mm -hmm. um well i think it has the potential i don't think it ever would Right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure internally they believe in it as much as we do. I agree. They might have. They might have data to support that. I agree. I mean, look at how maps are probably played right now, and in interactions and numbers. I mean, they release something. I bet the numbers internally are so different. Though, then again, mm-hmm. the shop showed a hundred two thousand people playing downloading a a mod map. So, what are these numbers? If it's not the problem, is they're dealing almost, with Call of Duty wonder, numbers. You almost wonder if zombies actually, maybe zombies fails as a as a standalone product as it exists now yeah you know if zombies was a standalone product where we're just going to get met where the game's going to launch with five maps yeah and then we'll get a new one every month or every two months mm-hmm. and it's going to continue on with this ether storyline or whichever or even continue on with the chaos storyline i actually do think the game fails yeah but if if 
if Zombies was released as a standalone thing and it almost actually existed as its own, like, think like Gary's Mob, mm-hmm. where it's not about the game, but it's about the creations around the game. You know, it's, you know, so what happens is potentially release Call of Duty Zombies. Mm-hmm. And really, what the game is, is just an engine for the custom maps. Gotcha. And then, and what actually, instead of getting new DLC, they release new tools. And those mm-hmm. tools and allow creators to make stuff for maps that get even better. Um, it's a fine edge. I, I think Zombies actually does well on its own in that sense. Well, in comparison, what I've always thought is Halo 3's Forge mode and Halo's Forge mode has been such a catalyst for the Halo series to survive all these years still. People still play Halo to do the special custom maps, timed releases of the entire Halo franchise. But zombies could have absolutely benefited for having some sort of create your own zombie map mode uh, available to console players and people just to do exactly like they were doing on the xbox 360 for halo i mean come on how that can't be that far out of the realm of possibility for zombies uh caveat if they built it differently because they use Radiant and smart guys trying to make a map, and it looks very difficult. But you'd have to build a mode, like you said, Gary's Mod-esque, where they literally build into it an easy interface for people for user-generated content to keep the game going. Yeah. And that's that's easier said than done. Just just give all the players the tools to develop it. Yeah. Okay, asshole sitting and at his desk. And the players and take those tools and run with them, which they might yeah. And they might not. Uh, Infamous 2 is a great example of that. Um, There was all this user-generated content that Sucker Punch allowed players to create their own Infamous missions. You don't even know what Infamous is probably, right, John? I don't know Infamous. Oh, great. Um, But it didn't stick around. People still aren't booting up Infamous 2 to play user-generated maps. That didn't make the difference to their game. So... Uh, it's like that's just an example not the same genre of games but just putting in user generated stuff proves the point of like you, you gotta have a community to sustain it there's gotta be people that give a crap mm-hmm. yeah so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what the transition is like that's for sure yeah I agree alright do you want to do topic time and then maybe end on memories if it doesn't come up in topic time yeah sure all right any lasting thoughts or messages we want to give to to Jason? Um, you know, you're welcome on the show. That's for sure. Oh, I I'd be curious to know if Jason will actually watch this. Um, well, with that intro, he might be like, "I don't know about this." It might it might pique his curiosity, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. Uh. uh so topic time yeah about 44 says how would you feel if jason moved on to other things like comics for marvel or dc or possibly other media like tv or film um i'd be ecstatic for him really care like like i'm not out here like jason i need you on the next marvel movie you know (laughs) yeah like like there's no like or it's like i want jason to do star wars Mm -hmm. i don't care what jason does next um Jason doesn't even have to do any creative property. Maybe. Yeah, like, I was about to know. say, just just live a good life, dude. Just like, support. I, I don't. I, I actually have no. Not and I don't give. I don't. I don't want to sound me when I say it, but I don't care at all what Jason does next. Um, mm-hmm. Jason could go on to write for Marvel. He can go on to do another game. He can go work on the business end of Activision. He can go and just go back to programming. Start a tech company. Mm-hmm go backpacking across the united states you know <laughs> yeah let him live his life next, i don't doesn't matter 
live his life. I hope he's happy. Exactly. Um, like, I, and if he found that, you know, he was just getting tired of the zombies grind and that's why, you know, decided time to move on. Yeah. Great. And I'm glad you came to that decision. I hope it was for the best for you. A hundred percent. I'm not out here, but, but also whatever he does work, whatever he does next, I'm probably going to keep a tab on hundred percent. We still keep tabs yeah. on Jimmy <laughs> yeah. and other developers. And if, if he's working on another game, like I'm sure we'll actually even talk about it on Zombros. I agree. You know, like, yeah, Jason's next game. Absolutely, we talk about it. Exactly. That's if he even worked on another game. Exactly. There's no expectation. Like, I want to take, take a break from the games in, games industry. I've been in it for how, 30, life, you know? 30, 40 years. It might even be no. more. I forget how old he is. Remember? He, yeah. Oh, you went. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know personal uh, stories. He's working in games for a long time since he was a kid. Like, so since he was a I kid, it's an awesome yes. story. I don't, to tell. I don't care what I don't care what Jason does next. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's up to him. You know, I'd love to have Jason on to talk about his development story. I think that'd be an awesome thing. If you do watch this, Jason, yeah. even if you can't talk about any Call of Duty stuff, because you might have a non-compete for X amount of times or an NDA, obviously, you signed a bunch of those. But just the community would care to hear your story of where you started. He's told me, well, and, and I, I, I'm pretty sure you've heard it too, John. It's an it's a great story. So it's... it's I, I said, Like I said to you when we were just like DMing... Um, like, would love to have Jason on the show, but I bet that's a lot of legal hoops we got to jump through and a lot of NDAs and paperwork we'd have to work around. That yeah. We wouldn't even, not that we'd be working around, but Jason would pass. Yes, it. and it would be about what's Jason doing in life, nothing to do with zombies. It would literally just be yeah. hey, talking to Jason. Yeah, like, it'd be happy. Because it's like, how much can he actually talk about what went on previously? Probably very little. Yeah, and to be honest with you, John... We got to a point where even privately DM during Black Ops 4, like, what would we even ask Jason at this point about the zombie yeah. storyline? So to me, that's not even that appealing. It'd be, I think, a no, great... I wouldn't, I, if, if Jason came on the show, I wouldn't ask him a single storyline question. No, it, it'd all be about just him as a developer because you're having this studio head that's been in the industry seeing it transform. I think that's a fascinating conversation to be like, what was it like seeing it change for the past 40 years while you're going through this next change and chapter in your life? There's there's a ton of interesting stuff there. So open invitation, Jason, and we wish you yeah, you're all the best, the dude. Um, next question uh, mm-hmm. from Slip Take Me Slip. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, God. Jeez. Um, there's so many... Oh my gosh. Um, some that come to my head, What Dreams May Come. I really enjoyed that Robin Williams movie. Uh, there's so many war movies I've enjoyed just because of the meaning they give. Saving Private Ryan, Platoon, Letters from Emo Jima. Uh, just stuff that's so enlightening, uh, depressing. God, Interstellar is a great movie. The Nolan Batman trilogy. I mean, you can go. There's tons of great movies. I I can't pin down a single one I like the most. I got an answer. I got, I got a straight answer. I go Goodwill Hunting. That's a great one. That's an My absolutely. It's a great movie. How do you like them apples? You know, like a lot. Like you said, a lot of great movies. But if, if there's one movie I come back to a lot, it's Goodwill Hunting. That's that's great. Absolutely great movie. And so many animated movies, too. Oh, my God. So many things at Pixar, Pixar, Walt Disney, DreamWorks. Shrek is amazing. I think we've talked about this before. But as a kid... Shrek's amazing for its its time. Yeah. Dude, it's such a good movie. Oh, my God. It still holds up technically as well as, like, comedically. Yeah. Oh, my God. All the Austin Powers movies. A lot of movies, a lot of of especially animated movies now will make pop culture references. Mm-hmm. And they're funny when you see it in theater, but will not be funny five years down the line. Shrek yeah. doesn't really do that. 
Oh God, so so many of those jokes are so good. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I go on for uh, days. So let's keep going. Pixar. Sure Did I say old... Pixar wrong? <laughs> No. My bad. Okay. Ultimate New 23 says, I'm not sure I fully understand. It says, Windows are for cheaters. Chimneys are for the poor. Closets are for hangers. Winners use the door. Did you get that? Is he trying to say Jason left and he's a no. winner for it? I, I, so. I don't get it. Right now. Googling it. It rhymes. It's a song. Yeah. Is it a Springsteen? Oh, it's a, it's a line from Bruce Springsteen's Rosalita. Oh, nice. I got trolled on Female Fridays so many times when people would just send me song lyrics, and I'd take it as a serious question. They were, it was gold. Cat <laughs> uh, Murphy says, uh, did Cherik not release the entire premise statue set, like the $250 ones? I think they only released Richtofen and then didn't release the others. Yeah. FYI, I just switched to the new premise tier. Hell yeah, Cat Murphy. Uh, Hell yeah, Kite Man. Shameless, shameless plug before we answer your question. Love um, it. Yeah. Check out the Zombros Patreon uh, down in the description. It's a way to support the show. Mm -hmm. Be a Ultimus member or a Primus member. And we're going to start regularly just doing giveaways of random zombie shit we have to you guys that we think will be pretty cool. For example, right now, it's been sitting next to me the whole show. This, like, light up uh, Juggernaut, holographic Juggernaut bottle. Um, if you want one of these, uh, check it out. Go check out the Patreon. We're probably going to give away. I have, like, three of these. So I'm just going to give away this week at some point. Um, and it's cool. It changes colors. So yeah, check out the Patreon link down in the description. But those zombie statues, I have a theory, Reed. Okay. Here's my theory. Mm -hmm. You know why the budget was cut? Why? Because those $250 statues didn't sell, and those statues were going to go towards the art budget for Black Ops 3. Well, they should have told us that. That would have been really good <laughs> to know. Well, could you imagine if, if, if Jason came on, he was like, guys, these statues are fun to sell all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a subtle fun. No cutscenes, no CGI. Jason buy the like, statues. We didn't, we didn't tell you this before because we just figured they would sell. But if you guys don't buy all of these statues within the next two weeks, the zombie budget's going to get slashed and your finale is going to be a 2D cutscene. That's what happened. Yeah. That's why those statues were so expensive. They were covering the entire art budget. <laughs> It's it's literally, I mean, they priced themselves out on those statues, yeah, and they weren't good statues. Is the problem? The facial expressions were ridiculous, and they didn't have wonder weapons. They weren't yeah, very oh, colorful. To 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 finalize Captain Murphy's question, he just yeah. asked, were they not released? Yeah, they didn't release them. No, they only did Richtofen. Yep. And I, uh, but that's business. Going back to what you were saying, they absolutely priced themselves out. Because oh at first, I was mildly interested. Like you had my attention with the statue. I would have bought one. Hundred bucks. Sure. A thousand dollars for the entire set. See, exactly. Two fifty. I would have bought all four probably. That's yeah, my. That's got, like my if ceiling. Four, if you got me all four for two fifty, I don't think I would have done it, but I would have considered it in the I same way that have. I bought that stupid mystery box for essentially two hundred dollars. Exactly. You know. Yeah. I, I would have done the same maybe with the statues. Actually, I don't think I would have, but I would have definitely given it a second thought. Once I found out those statues were a thousand bucks for the whole set, I said no thanks. Yeah, exactly. And there's a great point brought up by Steven in chat that they thought it would be just like the Overwatch statues and just like, well, you're buying one character. When Zombies is so about the core, when you, the buy-in is to get all four characters at a thousand dollars is not going to happen. Put all four guys on a single statue and sell it for two fifty. If you if it's too expensive to make four individual ones, I mean, there's these collector websites. I think Sideshow or Slideshow is what it's called, and they make gorgeous statues. 
but even they have a range of like $80 statues to thousands of dollar statues. They're absolutely gorgeous, but for zombies, I'm already buying your game at $200 Are you for your special edition. Now you want me to spend a thousand on statues? It's it just the the price was massive killer to it, and then the statues themselves weren't even like that incredible. Like I'll go. There's this Ventress sat statue I gotta show you from uh, uh, Star Wars. That's about like five or eight hundred dollars. It's totally ridiculous. But look at the detail in this statue compared to like the Richtofen like yelling, screaming nonsense. Uh, I'm gonna get it up in a second, so you can read the next uh, question up as yeah, I get it. Well, I was I was trying to find right now. Um, I looked on eBay to see if I could buy a Richtofen statue if anybody was selling them. I didn't yeah. See any. Oh, Lots wow. of Richtofen action figures. Uh, but so I'm gonna put this in chat. Sideshow, it is sideshow. Um, I mean, this site is incredible. If you guys ever want to buy collectibles, I mean, I totally. This site has all the light right, right licensing to have just the most incredible details. I mean, look at this version of Ventress. Yeah, the statue, the statue this is good. It's insane. Uh, and you can swap out heads for different facial features and, you know, model they them. Really, the they really missed the market with this, with those statues because it was just like, you know, the people who are buying Call of Duty probably can't afford $1,000 for a statue set. Yeah. And you buy this Ventress statue for five hundred or six hundred dollars, but I think the reason this works is not because it's not because of the price, but because it's a single statue. Yeah, it, like it's when just... you look at it as a collection, it, it, it suddenly becomes a little bit harder to justify, and I don't know why, but it does. Yeah, and uh, I'll link you the Zelda stuff though, because now look at the other side of this. Look at the detail on this link. Uh, in Zelda, you can buy for ninety dollars. For a single. Yeah. See, now we're getting back in the realm of possibility for buying. Yeah, okay, so Look here, at this. Here's my, here's my actual thought process uh, or what yeah. I'm thinking. So it's like when I buy an individual statue, mm -hmm. I'm just buying one statue. But then when I buy that Richtofen statue, it's almost like an investment. Yeah, you're committed. I don't have the whole set. I, now, I, now I'm committed to buying the other four. Mm -hmm. And do I want to be committed to buying the other four for $1,000? Or is it like I buy the Venture statue, it's going to sit on my shelf, and I'm going to love it. And I'm done there. I don't have to worry about buying the set. Yeah. This is... Mm -hmm. the, the, these things, too, are for the and hardcore if, fans that have a shit ton of money. This, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I almost suspect that they would, have, they would have had a better job of just selling all the statues at once in a complete bundle than selling them individually over time. Yep. Um, if you go That's to their fine. main page and you scroll down a little bit, I'm showing this right now. They have a YouTube... Actually, I could probably just link you to the YouTube video. But this is the justification for the pricing, which I get. Um, oh, I think the price is justified. Yeah, because the artists are literally sculpting these things. That's in, that's in, for two hundred fifty dollars to buy a statue. That probably takes them forty, a hundred hours. I don't know. I, I I have no idea how many hours. I don't know, I don't know what it takes to make but to, one of these. To I, hourly pay an artist to to craft it. Maybe that's just injection molds, right? But then how about the artist to paint it and to clean it up? That stuff costs so much money for artists, their hourly fees to make these things what they are, especially yeah, the paint. Let's also, let's also not forget that effort doesn't equal, and we know this is YouTubers, effort yes. doesn't justify you success. Yes, you but know? you're paying real artists oh, to yeah, do no, this stuff. No, I'm, That's I'm where saying, it's... 
no, but I'm, I'm also saying to the artists, you know, like if you, if like just because you worked on this thing for 50 hours, yes. doesn't mean yes. that, it, that, that you deserve to sell it. You know, yeah, or the the, exactly, exactly. It, like, but it, what's it's, value it's insane, is? It's, it's in the same sense of like, if I pour my heart and soul into a video, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the audience is then forced to watch it, and this video deserves to get two billion views. Exactly, Kingdom Hearts and review that just came out. Great example of my it, channel. No one gives a shit because it's not zombies, but I think it's a much yeah. better video that I poured a lot more time into. You know, like effort doesn't always equal success, and you know. I've had videos that I've put like two hours into work into that have blown up. And I've had videos that I've put weeks of work into that don't do well. Yep. And I, and I think there's a similar thing in the art world and you know, it, it, it actually like, you'll see like a piece of art that like just looks like a paint splatter. So for like a million or two zillion dollars or whatever, you know? Yeah. And people look at it, it's like, is that art? Does that actually deserve to be sold for that much? You made that in 15 minutes, you know? Yes, but then the argument from the artist is, well, it took me 10 years, 40 years yeah, of experience to, to do it to make this in and... 10 seconds. Look, I just got... I, this looked cool. What? I thought it was a whack Thanos-looking thing. Thousand? Oh, 1,149 bucks for this collector's edition of something I don't know. It looks dope. Thousand bucks? That's collectibles, man. Yeah. Now, oh. I'm not trying to trash artists, but that's just... No. There's a business to it. There's there's an absolute business to it that you have to recognize, but especially this is coming from somebody that works with artists regularly. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Painting is, but I'm telling you, painting is so expensive. I I know from all my miniature experience for D and D and trying to get it caverns deep and dwarven forge, getting something painted takes an hourly wage. Even if it's minimum hourly rage, the product's now going up. If you want to paint it, Rick Toffin, well, now you have to pay somebody a minimum wage to paint the statue. You can't just program that stuff in. Uh, you yeah, can't. I'm sure somebody can, but it's probably really expensive to create a machine. I, mean, that's how act, I think that's how acting, action figures are made. But. Yes, but it's completely different quality. Com yeah, an action a, figure yeah, compared but, to but, the statues. Uh, next question. Yeah. Orange Man from says, "So much community support for over a short time. If you had one thing you'd recommend to Jason, what idea slash time period slash influence you'd bring to him?" In thanks, mine would be the interviews with Milo. Those were golden promotional videos, um, and his contributions to all things zombie storyline. Time and care was put into his craft. I hope for all the best endeavors. Um, I agree. In the future. So let me. Uh, I'm going to read that again. You get an answer. Uh, if you had, say, one direct message to send to Bundell, what ideas slash time period energy would you bring to him in? I'm not... So, I, I don't entirely understand the question, because um, the thing is, so if I did have, like, a message to Jason in terms of, like, time periods or influences or ideas, I'm not sure what that would do, because he's not working on zombies anymore, you know? Like, yeah. Jason had this great idea for a map. I'm not really sure... Like, I don't have one, like, idea to give him. Um, and well, we've talked about before at length, like, ideas we have for zombies, which is essentially the same thing. If I had a message for him, I'd just say, I hope whatever you're doing, you're, like, you're enjoying. Yeah. The question itself is strange because he goes and says, what ideas, time periods, and influences? Like, is he asking us what kind of maps we'd want Jason to make? And then he says, interviews with Milo is his next. Yeah. Those were golden promotional. So he just wants more prom promo bids? 
Oh, i.e. medieval castles. I see now. Maybe he's asking what time period or influences from. Jason there he goes. Medieval castles is what he liked. Uh, Atlantis, under the sea. I want that stuff. Always have, always will. That's that's what my if I could get in his ear to make a certain type of underwater, go Rapture, go Aquaman. I don't care. Give me some version of Atlantis, uh, the Disney Walt Disney animated film Atlantis. I'm I'm game for all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I thought that was a reference just to the medieval castle meme from that promotional video. No, because IE is normally like exa- an example. No, I know what that means. Okay. I just figured, like, for example, when he did those promotional videos and the medieval castle memes came from, I, I don't entirely understand the question. <laughs> Sorry. No worries. Sorry, Orange Man from. Um, Power Outer says, do you think we'll see Jason in any interviews again? And maybe Zombies Communities members and getting in touch with him somehow. I don't think so. I do, depending if he stays in the games industry. Not zombie related. I think people, if he works on another game, creators are going to go seek him out. There's no way I don't see Milo or Lex or one of us seeking him out in whatever his next project is. Uh, but publicly, I don't think so. Here's okay. my thought. Um, I think it's just because Jason is kind of a private person. Yeah. Like the man's not on social media at all. Yeah, that's fair. And I think I think he wouldn't always have done those interviews and stuff like that if there wasn't a community so hungry for it. Mm-hmm. I think it almost in a way comes with the job. Mm-hmm. by nature of how this community is so i think like if, if his next project he was just like a studio head or a director and there really wasn't that much of a rabid fan base around it he can kind of go back to that and i think he would almost maybe enjoy that little anonymous developer role yeah that's fair you know that's a, that's a great point then i think you're uh, right it would be in a private setting i i just don't yeah. see how the relationships we built like I'm, i guarantee dalek or pizza or milo or us would love to like try and get involved with the game, reach out to the community manager yeah. oh, and maybe like if, have an interaction with Jason. with Jason. If we go to an event like a, a, an E3, a PAX, some sort of conference, and he happens to be there with his game, we're going to go talk to him. Well, okay. So imagine it like this. Um, think of it like when somebody comes on to like Jimmy Kimmel or something. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel's there asking them, you know, some, you know, your, your typical talk show fodder. Mm-hmm. And then the show, and then usually the interview will be the, the interview will then pivot at some point to like, oh, so so I hear you have a new book coming out, and you know they'll talk about the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scenario in which I see Jason coming on is if it was almost a promotional role for whatever project Jason was exactly. coming on, where he's he's there and he's going to talk about his experience in the game industry because that's what we want to talk to him about. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, and we're also going to as creators shift the conversation to whatever project he's working on. Exactly. That's very much what I was thinking, because he, if he's still in the games industry, I, I can't imagine the guy wouldn't want to be utilized in his ability to, he's already proven how well he could talk to the community and then promote stuff on these the, the influence network. Influencers in the game industry are complete, not, okay, almost legitimized. Like, they play a massive role when you have Dr. Disrespect showing up in commercials and them being I mean, flown out. I think are just, I think influencers over the past year or so have been really legitimized especially yeah. with some ad rates that go on instagram and stuff. right 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 so that's and what i'm getting be, at you, you could be a middle you could be kind of a no-name instagram influencer with twenty thousand followers and actually still make some decent money out of it exactly all right let's do the next question depending on the depending on the platform the bar for being an influencer is actually kind of low yeah but it's not easy to hit that bar either no uh caboose caboose 501st says uh would you guys like a zombies map where you start the map from an above facility and then go underwater and witness the beautiful underwater city? Maybe Atlantis, cough, cough. 
when you do go down to the bottom, it's all underwater and you would have to drain all the water like in Voyage. Also figure out a way to have a system that is too annoying where the breaches happen if you don't fix in a certain area, um, like in Moon with oxygen levels and whatnot. This is absolutely a decent idea, I think, actually. Yeah. Like you, every room you enter, you have to drain. Yeah. If you could do it, if you could find a way that's not just like annoying, like, all right, I've drained the 10th room this game. Yeah. And then just and have then it keep coming have, back. Oh. Then you also have to maintain it. This is one of those ideas that I could absolutely see Treyarch doing. Yeah. It's a good idea as long as you make sure you follow the fun. Because what was it like? IW, uh, Exo Zombies had that problem at times where just like, this is just obnoxious to keep doing this one, these. Like, gas, gas would, yeah. Gas would enter. When the gas would just keep coming and it just made more sense just to let the areas blow up and not even deal with them and you just don't use that portion of the map anymore. Or uh, uh, Moon. See, Moon's okay because once everything's breached, you just deal with everything being breached. But it, it's that idea of it like, uh-oh, this is flooding again, so I gotta do this arbitrary thing again. I, I, this is a feature that's definitely happened in zombies, even in Treyarch zombies, I feel. Yeah, We're just like, like there's oh. Nothing I can, there's, nothing I can, there's nothing I can do to prevent it. There's just going to be a random roll of the dice every round, and if that dice rolls a six, then this room's going to flood. Yeah. And it's just like, well, am I going to do the same process? Is this engaging? Am I enjoying this? What, what, what are we doing here? Is this even necessary after X amount of rounds? Is there a way to permanently... Like, yeah. can you reward the players to permanently keep a room safe? Do you Because now, or, or now you're getting a better there, idea. Is there, is there something I can do relatively easily that'll keep the uh, the water out? Yes, exactly. Can I, can I, can I like every round go push a button that's like already in the area that I'm in that'll like delay it or like, you know? Yeah. And you're trying to balance that or even they make you ration it and you have to choose which areas and you can earn if you know all the tricks, you can eventually earn to keep all areas safe if you're the best of players or, or whatnot. Or maybe you don't do that because then you feel people get the optimization problem where players only want to play the most optimized way, thus the gobblegum uses and the complaints we've had in the past. Uh, it's, a, it's a rabbit hole. I could see going down, but potentially fun, but also potentially absolutely aggravating. So that's the knife's edge of game development. So that's it for uh, topic time. All right. I got a bunch of donations. People had stuff to say. So we'll go with Greg first. Greg FPS donating five bucks. Thank you, Greg. Supporting your fellow creators. Um, I'm going to move this over here, though. Easier for me to read. Hey, guys. I think that Mark Mayet, M-A-E-S-T. Thank you. T-A-S, would work well with the Zombies director. He has been a trailer for a while and has appeared in zombie trailers as well. I'd like to know your thoughts on this. I think that might be one of the... I'm going to Google him. Let me see if I can get his face. Tell me how to spell it again. Uh, I'll copy-paste it to you. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. You're going to get a bunch of the message. It's not giving me just... Uh, JK, I can do it this way. And then I'm going to copy that. I'm thinking of a different Treyarch. Let me get an image of him. Oh, he's got Twitter. I'm following him now. Expert game designer. It's a title, not a proclamation. <laughs> uh, opinions are my own. Oh, he made a statement. Jason and I start working at Treyarch about the same time, and we even briefly shared an official, shared an office. Over the years, we have made made many a campaign and zombie maps together. I've added the time we worked together and all that he taught me. Jason, you will be missed. Um, yeah, I put him on the high yeah. top several candidates. Um, 
I don't know exactly what this guy does. He's an expert but, game designer, John. Yeah. I don't know what he does or what his role is in the company, but just guessing that he's been around for a while and has been involved in zombies is probably a candidate. I can't say much about him because I don't know much about him. Oh, I've totally seen him. Oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. I found his LinkedIn. <laughs> hey, he's a scripter. Yeah, you've seen this guy at events. Have Do you remember him at all? Like, peeking around? I've absolutely seen him just quietly. I, I, don't, I don't see a picture of his face anyway. I just sent you LinkedIn. I'm on his LinkedIn. The guy with his shades and holding two guns? <laughs> no, there's no picture. Oh. I don't know why you... Really? You can't... I'll just gaze it, gaze it to you. Slam. Here you go. There you go. You see him now? I see a picture, but uh, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm almost certain I've seen him, especially when the food comes. <laughs> I swear I've seen him during the food catering. Maybe. Could be wrong. Could be wrong, but I, I swear... Um... Maybe if I maybe if I saw him in person. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, no, certainly I wouldn't be like, shocked if he, that's the internal candidate we're talking about. Somebody that gets yeah, it, been working there a long that, like, time. Those guys that like not that you can't name, but that you don't think about because they're not the lead guy. Yeah, they've been there for a while. They've seen the team, know how it works, know the ins and outs. Those are the guys that I think get the job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ronnie Sanchez donates. Reed and John, do did you guys watch Dragon Ball Super Brody? I thought it was Broily. If so, who's your favorite fuse in Vegeta Blue or Gogeta Blue? Also, sorry, kind of random. I know, LOL. I do not follow Dragon Ball Z anymore. No, I did when I was a kid, but I've heard really good things. I know the fandom's really excited. Then again, I also heard Super got weird. I don't follow either, any of the fusions, so I apologize. I don't have a favorite, but uh, Dragon Ball Z is fun, and I really like the English voice actors, and that's that's what got me to know so many of the voice actors and love the voice actor industry before, you know, when people are like, Steve Bloom, I'm like, Steve Bloom is way before Tank Dempsey, my guy. And I always saw him through a lot of animes. Uh, actually, I don't, think, I don't think Steve is in Dragon Ball Z, though. Uh, he's part of other series I saw when I was young. But there you go. There, there you go, buddy. Uh, trash crab. What what do you think a trash crab is? Is it, is it a crab that steals trash, or is it a crab that's a trash individual? Does this come from something? Trash crab? I don't know, but I just like the name. I was just... <laughs> this oh. is completely just me talking. I don't know anything. I'm not sure. Have you guys seen Kevin Sherwood's recent streams? I have been peeking in on him occasionally. I've been watching the whole things. Um, he's been pretty active, and he said he loves you guys. Maybe you can have him invite him on. And he, we actually we were in talks to have him on multiple times, multiple times. But it always just sort of fell through as time went on because it just either Activision couldn't get it done or because to have him on, we have to get clearance from Activision. And that makes us going through the proper channels. And sometimes I didn't get around to it. There were times I didn't follow up. And then there was other times where it just he was busy. It wasn't right really shouldn't have them on but there's an open invitation to basically all the developers on zombies from this channel we even had uh, the voice actor on twitter for diego he liked our tweets and we definitely want to have him on the podcast at some point in time but Don't kevin is a staple i adore kevin his his music is is a part of my life i listen to his music almost every day i i it, when my ipod shuffles my iphone music shuffles 
I've been listening to Beauty of Annihilation for God knows how long. I'm absolutely hooked on Mystery. It's one of my pump-up songs when I go to work out. His music is absolutely terrific, and I'd love to have Kevin on to talk about, you know, his life. I mean, I've even played a Last of Us with him. He's he's a cool dude. He's awesome. And I'm and I'm glad to hear that he uh he likes our stuff cuz I certainly like his work. But a friendly reminder, don't spam these people. No, don't don't do that. I mean, you might like the, it was the person on Twitter was nice enough to be like, "Hey, I think you'd be really cool if you went on to Zombros. That's great." Yeah. But don't be like Get on Zombros! 40 messages. Easiest way for them to be like, yeah, screw this. I mean, there's a guy uh, in my Twitter mentions uh, that I I don't care. He can have his opinion. He's just like, I didn't like Jason. Good thing he's gone. It's like, all right, who cares? But he just kept arguing with everybody where I'm like, dude, stop. What is wrong with you? Why do you got to piss everybody off? So I blocked him just so people would stop replying to him and they wouldn't see this jerk being a jerk. It didn't, he didn't bother me, but it just, just didn't stop. Don't do that to people to get them on the show because they'll be like, okay, no, I'm good. I never want to hear these guys again. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the donation. Dub Bears, 17 donates. Do we exactly know why he left? I haven't heard, read or heard any news about his departure. How do you think this will change zombies games to come in the future if they do make any more? This was an hour ago, so we covered a majority of this topic. Um, I don't think it's any of our business, by the way, as well. Um, this is a private company, uh, Treyarch at the very least. Activision is a publicly traded company, but I don't, I don't think we need to know internally exactly why it, it doesn't seem like a firing, like we said for a long portion of it. So it's it, it's completely appropriate. There's so many a, possibilities. <laughs> a lot, a, a lot of people have also compared this to like Glenn Schofield and um, and Michael Condry when they left. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I've oh. seen. Well, I've, I've even I've even seen it in the comments of the stream. Um, oh my god! I think, I think it's a completely different situation. I completely agree with you. Like when they left, um, it was said that they're moving to Activision. Yeah, everybody was like, "Oh, they got a promotion," and then they were out the door in Activision a few months later. Yes, there was no mention in Jason's goodbye message about um, moving up to Activision. There's no yep. mention of. It. Yep, he's I not. Think, yep, I don't think he's a part of Activision or Treyarch. I agree. I, I think he's completely moved on. And they also, the timing, they released the game and a month later or two months later, they were out. That's completely different context to the middle of development where Jason basically, like you said, I think it's very likely he handed it off to whomever. He's like, I think I I need to move on. I think it's time for me for a change. It's 2020. Let's, I, I, I've been here 13 years. I want to do something else, right? I'm not going to screw my friends over at the studio we're going to do the transition process, just like many jobs do in the industry where you give your two weeks notice. Well, some people, like when they retire or you've worked so long at a company, you hand off the project, especially public projects. Think of anybody that works for the environment, like um, the is it E Environmental Conservation Department, uh, EDC, no, Environmental Conservation, EC, I don't remember what their acronym is, whatever. Um, if they're working on a river, they might be cleaning a polluted river for a hundred years. They're going to hand that project over to the next person. The same people won't be working on that project. That could have been part of the many things we discussed, why Jason ended up leaving. And I don't know. Zombies is in a crazy place. I think it could totally come back this year. I think it absolutely has the potential to hit back. If it's just fun, it doesn't need to be 40 maps. It doesn't need to be the greatest budget in the world. If they just have a good launch, and it's engaging again. 
they're going to seem like BO4 was just a hiccup. We had this happen to BO2 before. We're back, baby. Easy. Everything's forgiven. The community wants to forgive them. Forgive. Not that they need to be forgiven. But, like, the idea is the community's ready to love zombies again and get pumped about it. We had a break, which was great. The burnout might not be as present anymore. EPA. Thank you. Um, but it, it's just like... I don't yeah. I don't think this means death sentence. It could, and there's easily because they had to pick up this game halfway through, they're changing leadership, they don't have a budget, all that stuff could absolutely impact the game, and we can easily point to those things. I just don't think without it released yet, I'm willing to even speculate like, oh yeah, there's gonna be dead on arrival. It's like oh but I don't know that. It, it, it so many things could go right when the, you saw the resources they had for previous zombie maps that worked out. So who knows, under pressure, they released one map on launch, and maybe it's one the greatest map ever released. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when Trevor, uh, or when Glenn Schofield and Michael Condry left, uh, did they do, like, a public thank you letter? Yeah. It was but brief. It wasn't like that. And I, um, From them, though. I think when they left, they did. Not when they got promoted quote unquote okay yeah i don't know mm -hmm. um all right what do we got next oh sorry i was reading i saw the chat for a second there being like the alphabet soup programs of fdr that was the epa that's funny um mr drown returns uh visions quote from age of ultron a thing isn't beautiful because it lasts is Vision's quote, sorry, comma, I, I did that wrong, is a mindset I've been in for a few years now. Every time something amazing comes to an end, don't be disheartened that it's over. Be joyful that it happened at all. And good day. I I agree. I mean, that I, that's definitely the perspective I've been changing over for a lot of the things I've uh, enjoyed over time. Game of Thrones, I, I still love the experience I had on Game of Thrones and the storytelling on that. And just because I don't like season eight, I don't watch season eight. And I can still talk about the other things I really liked without being like, but they ruined the end. It's kind of with zombies. I, I was showing my brother-in-law last night uh, how bad the, the crashes were. I was showing him blue screen compilations. And I was showing him uh, the CGI cutscenes to the drawn cutscenes. And it was like, yeah, you know, it's it's a shame that happened, but at least I can celebrate the good times I've had. Even talking about Jason and the frustration I was watching on the videos last night, I was still having fond memories of like, man, look at what I, I was able to create. I don't even remember making videos like this or the jokes I would put in my videos or anything like that. It made me feel good that there were some videos to be proud of because that's not a feeling I normally get on the content I create and you know, I guess there is a reason why some people watch. I'm doing some things right. And Black Ops 4 is in that same vein of in so many other projects of at least, you know, it happened. We got to grow with it. And this stuff is really, I don't know, it's a journey. And that doesn't also give the free pass to be like, it's about the friends we made along the way. No, no, no. You can totally not like stuff and call things out on their bullshit, which I did want to bring up briefly but like i i didn't want this podcast either to be just like jason's the greatest thing ever and never made a mistake the guy you know he made decisions he made his bets and some things worked and some things didn't uh, i agreed with some things jason did and i disagree with some things jason's did but i don't think that should take away from the legacy 
he leaves with Call of Duty Zombies. I will disagree with anybody that says Jason did not put zombies on a on the map in a large way with Black Ops 3. He changed zombies, undeniably, for better or worse, depending on your personal preference for the game. He made it bigger. He got more people involved. He changed people's lives, and he got people excited about playing the game. And that's amazing. There's no denying what he was able to accomplish in his 13 years at Treyarch and his work with the zombies community. There's no changing the legacy he leaves, and I think it is a excellent legacy of how he cared about the game, and he tried to do what he thought was best for the game. And that isn't perfect for everybody, but it, it never will be. Um, David Kirk, consistent, bringing that sweet 999 pounds every week. I'll get my question in now as I'm traveling back on the train from Wemble Stadium. Is there a soccer game? Wembley. Wembley, thank you. I knew you would know. I knew you would know. Uh, awesome. I hope you had fun. Probably not. Oh. Uh, what will you be? What will be your best memory of Bloodell maps? And what did he plus the team do so well compared to previous maps? Favorite memory of maps? Um, De has a special place because of the bias of finishing it first, but that was just incredible. That experience to have on there. Uh, Ancient Evil again, another map I absolutely adore and love. When he's able to pull off of Revelations. Zombie Chronicles to me is probably my favorite memory of just zombies in general. Being with everybody and being with Jason in there is just, God, I still think about it all the time. It's still one of my favorite things. I still have the Zombie Chronicle t-shirt. The shirt is dope. It's it, it's wonderful. And what the team did so well compared to previous maps, they cared about us and the community. They really, really made a point to care, take feedback. And Zombie Chronicles is the love letter, man. If you ever want to question whether they gave a shit about us or not, Zombie Chronicles never needed to happen. And it's only because they cared so much about the community and about the game mode that we ever got Zombie Chronicles. It is the best swan song love letter to the community that I think we ever got. And I think under Jason's leadership is the reason why we got that. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Zombie what about you? Zombie Chronicles probably was like one of the best times, I think. Just being there as a community, that, that's got to be a peak, I think. Uh, Delta, last donation. That's right, Delta. Although I didn't play BO3 or 4 at launch, he created a legacy for the zombies community. Let's raise a bottle of Juggernog. This is for you, Jason. That's a beautiful raise a bottle of Jug. Oh, I love it. Let me go get the fridge. <laughs> All right. Let's do our closing thoughts, our favorite memories, and any lasting messages to Jason. Um, closing thoughts. Uh, I hope we get some fresh ideas into zombies. Not that Jason wasn't fresh, but sure. you know, new faces always bring new ideas. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited to see who actually becomes a community director. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, at like, the announcement, we have to do a bunch of Googling and be like, who's this guy? Yeah. Although my, my favorite pick is Lee Ross right now. Um, Jason, I hope whatever you're doing next, you're happy with. Um, you're always welcome on the show. We'd love to talk to you. Not even just about zombies, but just game development. Yeah. Um, the I stuff you keep that. saying is boring. It's, yeah, yeah, the stuff you say is boring, I promise you, is not boring. It's not. 
that's the stuff uh, we thrive on. Yeah, I think that's favorite memory. Yeah, um, I would say it was it was cool to it was cool to like at the Omaze event to do to have like Jason on for like an hour or so, and then even just talking to him after the fact, like great guy to talk to, real genuine guy. Mm-hmm. Very simple memory, but it's just cool to just cool to like have a one on one conversation with them. Yeah. I'd say the BO4 reveal event is probably one of my favorite memories with Jason and Craig for that matter. The two of them just talking with us and getting us all excited about it and just opening up to all the zombie directors and taking time to talk to everybody individually. I mean, that was, it was just wonderful. It really was wonderful to see them care Uh, to, to Jason. I know I talk a lot, so I'll try and keep it down my, my long spiels, but I, truly appreciate the kindness that you've shown me personally the patience and your willingness to have a conversation the interviews you've done with zombros was completely unnecessary and we it's some of our favorite memories we've ever had with you to make us feel special and especially make me feel like i made a difference in the zombie community in some shape way or form for years i felt like i was shouting in the darkness when it came to the zombies community and it was really nice to see the, that you showed us how much the the team cares and how you care. I sincerely appreciate the work you've put in all the years. Uh, despite any creative differences, I sincerely appreciate where you took zombies, the memories you and the team gave us and myself. And I couldn't be happier that I got to have those memories with you, with this community and with so many other uh, friends and even family members, zombies has changed my life without a doubt, without this channel. It has defined a lot of who I've grown up as. And I thank you for all the work you've done. And I wish you absolutely all the best on your future endeavors. And I hope everything goes well for you as it can. All right. Thank you guys for tuning into Zombros. We'll be back with the next episode. We're going to be back next week to talk about uh, VR zombies, right? Yeah, VR zombies. VR zombies. And maybe a custom map as well. Uh, so tune in for that 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time next Sunday for our next episode of Zombros. Till then, be safe and take care. Bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.